Yo, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the I Got Next podcast. Your boy, Skylar Gonzalez. And today we have a very familiar face, the usual on the show already, Milan Stanchu. What's going on, bro? Yes, sir. Uh, happy to be here. It's been a while. Uh, happy to talk some footy with you. Uh, it's been a minute. I'm excited to go into this because it's been a crazy summer in terms of transfers. So Yeah, so this whole episode transfer window, this is probably, I'm not going to lie, I think this is going to be the longest episode on the podcast. Probably. I think you already have the longest episode, I think, like two hours. Oh, yeah? Whatever, from when we did it before or something <laughs> like that. Let's break that record. Let's so this, record. I wouldn't be surprised if this ends up going past it. Um, But yeah, transfer window, all the top teams, more or less. Obviously, there's some smaller teams that made some moves that we'll, we'll probably touch on when we talk about at least one of these teams here. Uh, starting off with the Premier League, guys start off with Manchester United. I feel like in terms of Premier League teams, they've probably done the most. I'm not saying the best, but I think they've done the most um, in terms of bringing in guys like Sancho, Varane, obviously Ronaldo in the last few days. Um, Oh, yeah, I didn't even say it. The way we're going to do this is we're going to rate it 1 to 10. 10 being they've done everything they needed to do this transfer window. 1 being you didn't really do much. You know what I mean? You just kind of spent money for no reason. Uh, Manchester United, I'd probably start off giving them an 8 is what I would say. What would you rate that out of 10? It's a bit higher than I would. I was thinking 7.5. 7.5? Maybe 7. Because at the end of the day... Um, we, we can both agree here, whether you're a Man United fan or not, the truth is you got a bunch of great signings, but you got signings for positions that you were already kind of all right in. Yeah. You know what I mean? 100%. Um, bringing in Jaden Sancho, yeah, it's a good signing, but at the same time, you've already got Mason Greenwood. You've got Marcus Rashford. Did you really need him? Yeah. We'll see how it goes. Uh, Varane, obviously a good partner for um, uh, Harry Maguire. Uh, I don't think Bailly was cutting the mustard at that point. He He's a good player, but he's not good enough to be starting for a, t- a team that should, should be challenging for a title. And as for Ronaldo, a fantastic signing in terms of vibes. Uh, the best poacher in the world, but he's just not a defensive midfielder, right? He just isn't. He for like he's not. And, he, and not only is he not a defensive midfielder, he's 36. And he's earning uh, like, what, 500K a week? Yeah. And I wanted to ask you this as a United fan as and as a big Ronaldo fan. I, I mean this with complete respect because listen, mm. I, you know how I feel about Ronaldo still talk to. Of course. There's no disrespect on that front. But do you think that this was a panic buy by Man United? One billion percent. One thousand percent it was a panic buy. I mean, yeah. I was panicking. Now, it's a great panic buy. You know what I mean? Like, do it again. But there's no way you being United you could have just sat back and watched this guy finalize a deal with your rivals, like going to Manchester City, which was very close to happening. Um, it kind of like the whole Ronaldo to United thing happened like what in a day, like less than two days. It came out that Mendez not even was, less than two days. Literally, like they the were same going day, to City, no? and then at seven a.m. all of a sudden, with a, a swoop bid, Manchester United is looking to sign Ronaldo. Yeah, and then City pulled out, and you know, obviously, we got we ended up getting Ronaldo. Um, I think you said it perfectly. The guys we signed, it's not that they're bad players; they're great players, even for their position. Um, but we don't. We don't need a Jaden Sancho. We don't need a Rafael Varane. We didn't need a 36-year-old Cristiano Ronaldo. What we needed was a CDM. We needed a Wilfred and Didi. Or, I mean, I guess the Declan Rice stuff kind of kind of went dead in the water after his evaluation was like 100 mil. Like, no one's paying 100 mil for, for uh, Declan Rice. Even though I do love him, he's a great player. I think he'll, he'll be really good in the future. I wouldn't be surprised if this guy just jumped ship to Chelsea because him and Mason Mount are, like, inseparable. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if that was to happen. Um, 
Yeah, man, we don't have a CDM. That's the one worry. I mean, Mick Fred is over, man. You know what I mean? They've done they've done what they can, and they're not horrible players um, like McTominay and, and Fred. But given the system that I think Solskjaer wants to sort of move to playing or what we should be doing, it, it won't work. You know, um, we're still kind of playing Pogba a little bit on the wings I've seen or, or stuff like that, which I'm okay with. It's just... You need that presence in the midfield and you need distribution in the midfield. And that's something that McTominay and Fred aren't going to do. Uh, you can pair Pogba with one of them, but then they don't cover enough ground, the same amount of ground as an N'Golo Conte does, which, which you see with the French national team. That's why Pogba plays so well on the national teams because he doesn't have to worry about defense because Conte is just busting three lungs in the back over there covering for his ground too. Um, so it's one of those ones. Um, I was thinking, like, where do you rank that back four of Luke Shaw, Harry Maguire, Rafael Varane, and uh, Aaron Juan Bissaka in the Premier League or just in European football? Although Varane is a great signing, I don't think that, like, it's really changed much because at the mm. same time, I don't... Th- I think Juan Bissaka is good defensively and useless offensively. And in this in this day of day and age of football, like, if you're a fullback that can't push up, you're most times deemed useless. That's why the likes of Teo Hernandez... Andy Robertson, Trent, they're those Danny Alves type players, you know, that they start the plays and they move it forward. That's why Hakimi won for 60 million this year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Luke Shaw, I, I'm not sold on him yet. I need one more season to see if he's going to keep Luke that Shaw, same Berto, we had last year. No, 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 no. I need <laughs> one more season. I don't want to, I don't want to hear this foolishness yet. Um, as for just the center back, I, I've always thought Maguire is good, but just people expect the wrong things of him. I feel like the people that are so critical of him i haven't actually watched him play before mm-hmm. like yeah he he's a bit of a fridge sometimes he makes a few mistakes here and there but he's still fantastic on the ball like he's a scary guy to run at like he's not the slowest but he's you know he's no pace demon obviously yeah um i think he's a great center back but as for the midfield it's just with mctominay from what i hear having a surgery right now we don't know when he's going to be back this Fred experiment is done because you've got like a 75-year-old Nemanja Matic running the midfield. Next really. It's really got to be like a Wilf and Didi. Uh, I don't know who else. Someone like Van Der Beek realistic. Can, can, should, should be playing a lot more, I think. Especially but that's that the problem, right? Because yeah. clearly he signed Van Der Beek to be a Bruno backup. Mm-hmm. And Bruno will never need a backup because Bruno doesn't get injured. He doesn't get hurt. Yeah. He was one of those, I was saying it from, from when we first signed him. It was one of those ones where, oh, Van der Beek's up for sale. We can get Van der Beek. Let's do Van exactly. der Beek. You know what I mean? That's like with Ronaldo because Ronaldo, don't get it twisted. This is a fantastic signing for 30 million. You mm-hmm. know, you're going to make all that money back in jersey sales instantly. You know what I mean? Like everyone's going to want a number seven Ronaldo jersey at United. But, and shout out to team viewer for locking up that contract. Yeah. I know Chevrolet is rolling <laughs> right now. Pissed <laughs> that they didn't get that contract. They didn't, <laughs> They'd be millionaires right now, but it's just, it's not what you needed. And quite frankly, the team really didn't get better. You know what I mean? Like this doesn't make them title contenders at all. I still have City ahead of them. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I still have, me personally, I still have Liverpool ahead of them. I think Liverpool really? going to turn some heads this year. I wouldn't be um, surprised. We, we, we can, we, we've talked, we'll talk about Liverpool later on. I think mm-hmm. they had a relatively quiet window, given like, because they're a high profile team and you'd expect them, you know, bringing in. That already players. has, it's because they already have that, that mold, right? Which we'll get mm-hmm. into. They already have like yeah. their mold that even without, you know, key players last season, they were able to pull up the results and get a top four finish. 100%. Yeah. Um, but yeah, United really 
honestly, you My get rid of Ole, you get a nice DM, and you have an invincible side right there. Personally. Yeah, I think My trouble thing- winning. My thing is with this, because, I mean, me and you talked about it, is just how many guys they have really fighting for three spots. Ronaldo, Cavani, Rashford, Sancho, Greenwood, Martial, all of those guys. I mean, obviously, there is a discrepancy from someone from from some players like Ronaldo, like the Rashfords, to like the Martials. You know what I mean? But they're still all good enough players to be getting a decent amount, if not starting minutes, a decent amount of minutes on pretty much any team they go to. Um, my one worry with this isn't so much because let's be honest, Martial isn't going to be starting. He's going to be that fourth, fifth forward and on a three forward team. My my worry is Greenwood. I don't want to stunt Greenwood's growth. You know what I mean? Greenwood's shown flashes that he can play first team minutes, and you know we already had a problem without even signing Ronaldo just when we brought in Sancho because now that kind of puts Greenwood back a spot. Right now, obviously depth is is very important, especially in the Premier League because it's such a it's such a long season. It's a hard season. So depth is very important. But I mean, we were saying this before with Chelsea when they brought in everybody uh, in that last transfer window. You need a little bit of a discrepancy of who's the clear number one and who's the clear number two. When they're on, when he's on his day, I really don't know if there's a clear number one between Greenwood and, and someone like a, like a Sancho or a Rashford when they're just kind of going through the motions. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, we'll see how all that unfolds. I say eight out of 10. You said seven, 7.5 out of 10. Which I mean and isn't horrible. Sorry. What's surprising? Sorry to interrupt, but what's surprising is that United didn't even consider maybe doing a swap deal of Martial for Ronaldo. I'd say Martial's mm-hmm. transfer value would be around thirty million, right? And yeah. what use do you have of him at this yeah. point, right? Actually, Unless, I think he would go for more than thirty million because Dan James went for what twenty-five. But that was because he was going to a, a rival Prem side, right? I guess. I guess. I think. Considering current form, I, I had Dan James, I had a Martial in that pecking order anyways in terms of attackers. Yeah. Martial, he's a fart. He's Martial. <laughs> I've been calling him Martial for years now. He, he stinks. He had one good year where everyone, even I thought he was going to be the next Henri yeah. and then fell off a cliff. Yeah. Everyone blamed that he didn't have the number nine. He got his number nine back. He still stinks. And I was, um, I'm not going to lie. I was one of the guys that were like, no, give him time. Give him time. Just wait and see what happens. <laughs> Yeah, nothing's uh, happening. That's nothing's another happening. experiment that should be done. I, and I know Juventus would have won. They don't have a striker right now. They just mm. do not, right? So they, Alvaro I'm Morata. sure they would have taken that. Is yeah. he even? I thought he was alone. He's on I'm not loan, even sure he's so I don't know if they're signing him back or whatever. I'm so done with that club. We'll get there when we get there. <laughs> um, Crosstown rivals Manchester City. Um, I mean, their main headline, finally got their man Jack Grealish. Um, Grealish is one of those players where he could have left last season, but he signed, even, I think he, what was it? He signed a four-year, five-year contract with Villa. He was going to go mean, to Man United as a backup to Bruno, but he decided mm-hmm. no. So he was probably smarter than Van Der Beek at that, but he just got, he just got to see it, see, okay, yo, Bruno doesn't get hurt. So this probably isn't going to happen. Um, what do you think of that? What do you make of that signing, uh, Grealish going to a team like Manchester City? Useless. Absolutely useless signing. Yeah. When you have Bernardo Silva, Sterling, Kevin De Bruyne, Zinchenko plays in the midfield normally. He's yeah. been playing fullback because he had no other position in this team. Ferran Torres, uh, there's just no need for this player whatsoever. There, there was no reason to buy him. This was genuinely just one of those purchases that kind of like United with Ronaldo. It's like, I'm going to buy him so no one else does. Just you know what I mean? Can. Yeah. Just, just so no one else does. And the fact that they missed out on uh, Harry Kane, Cristiano Ronaldo, Leo Messi, all of these players were, were all the position that they really actually needed to attack. That's a 0.5 out of 10 for me. That's a horrible transfer <laughs> for these guys. 0.5 out of 10. 
You know what? I wasn't going to go 0.5. I was going to go more like a five. You know what I mean? Because at least you brought someone in that can do you well. You know what but I mean? He, he's not needed. You know what he's I mean? Not he's needed. just not. He's not needed when you have someone like Kevin DeBrain who virtually does the same thing as him, but better. Um, the one, obviously, like, I mean, this guy, he might be the most disrespected player at this point. Gabriel Jesus. Everyone's saying they don't have a striker. They're in a team with no striker, but Gabriel Jesus is a striker. Um, I don't know. Is this his time to solidify this spot? Because I've seen they're playing Ferran Torres up the middle now and moving uh, yeah. Gabriel Jesus on the wing. So I don't really know what's going on with that. I'd assume... That's peak, that's peak Guardiola, though. You know yeah. how it is. And yeah. then he's going to play Gundogan and goalkeeper in the Champions League final, and that's how he's going <laughs> to lose. And then all the City fans are going to be crying as if... Because, I mean, it worked against Arsenal, but shit, everything's working against Arsenal at this point. <laughs> so I don't, I, I don't know if that was like a good game to gauge how well of a move that is playing Torres in the middle. Um, I do like Ferran Torres a lot. He's a great player. I think he's fitting right in with them, um, especially last season, kind of just doing what he's asked of. You know what I mean? He wasn't doing too much. He wasn't taking away from others. He was. He really found his spot pretty quickly, and I, and I really like that. He plays very well. Um, do you th- how important do you think that Harry Kane signing would have been, though? Oh, key. That For me, that was what puts them between an exit in the quarterfinals to a Champions League final guarantee with a mm-hmm. chance to win it. Because yeah. then you have what you need, right? Because as much as Gabriel Jesus is a great player, he has a lot of upsides. He has way too many downsides to be a main striker for a big side, right? Mm-hmm. He's not clinical. Like, I don't look at him. I'm like, he's going to score this anytime he's on the ball. I, he just isn't. Yeah. He's not the fastest. I don't really see him do anything crafty on the ball. He's just, he's good, but it looks like his time at Man City's that ex- that should be done at this point. Like, I feel like if he gets a chance maybe at a Real Madrid or another side in a different mm-hmm. league with a different play style, he'll look a little bit better. Mm-hmm. I don't think the this intense, you know, high speed is really for him because we even see it at the Copa America. I personally, I don't think he had a great tournament. He was outshadowed by both Neymar, uh, Richarlison, Paqueta had a much better tournament than him. 100%, yeah, him too. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that they need to see if they can get some money for him personally because I don't see there being a need for him anytime soon. Yeah. And I th- I don't think Harry Kane is coming at this point. Uh, if he's not coming now, I don't know when he's coming. Yeah. Uh, so you've got to figure out if there's either a chance for Haaland, which is very likely considering that guy is a City fan from childhood. Um, I, for me, that's the most likely purchase next season. But yeah. I can't give them higher than a point five. If you miss out, like all those players, all three of those players, you have three chances to get every single player that you need, and you you fumble each time. Fumble like, I can't respect it. One of them. Yeah, I hear that, and I mean. They let Aguero go for free to Barcelona. I mean, I don't know how much you would have gotten for for uh, how old is Aguero now? What, 33 or something, something like, like that? that? 32. So I don't know how much you necessarily would have gotten for him, but you let him walk to, for free to Barcelona. He must be livid, actually, because he just went to Barcelona for Messi. And we all know how that happened. Um, yeah, I don't know. City, I think they're in the same boat as United in the sense where, like you said, they didn't really get too much better. I mean, they were already title contenders to begin with. And I and mean, this still doesn't, are. yeah, this doesn't hurt that stock, but it doesn't make them any closer to being the surefire favorites, you know. Um, speaking of favorites, Chelsea, Chelsea, I'm gonna be honest, Chelsea legitimately scared me. Um, I wasn't, it's, it's really weird watching them in the sense like, so obviously last year, I'd say they're 
two most high-profile signings from last year, being uh, our boy Timo Werner and uh, Kai Havertz. Werner obviously isn't the same Werner that they signed from Leipzig. He, he doesn't finish as well, whatever, 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 say what you want. But Kai Havertz is someone that I'm, a, I'm such a big fan of Kai Havertz. He, his game is so beautiful. He, he, he reminds me a lot of like, or his demeanor reminds me a lot of like an Ozil, where it's kind of very, he's just dead faced all the time. It seems like kind of lackadaisical, but then he slices you open with a ball or he's more, he's athletic enough to go through your defense himself. You know what I mean? Um, obviously, their two big money sign or big signings is getting that man from Inter Lukaku, and then in the in like the last few days of the transfer when they signed Saul on a loan from uh, Atletico. Do you think the Lukaku signing alone? Do you think that makes them the, fa- the the number one favorites to win to win the league? The league, no, but Champions League, yes. Uh, and that purely comes down to me is because of Tuco being more of a cup manager than a, a league manager. We've right. seen him. I think he also lost the uh, league in uh, PSG. He mm. lost the league with Dortmund. He, he just never, in terms of a 38-week span of being consistent, he's never really there. He has a great team at his disposal, of course. But when it comes to winning games in the final seconds, that's when he comes through. That's when he can, you know, adjust and adapt. But I don't see him really adapting in, the, uh, in terms of a season, like a 38-game season. But I can definitely see them finishing top four. But I have. All three of Man City, Liverpool, and Man United ahead of Chelsea. Really, eh? Because I'm, I mean, obviously, I'm looking at on paper. Obviously, you don't win games on paper, but their their team just seems stacked to me. Especially oh, if there is. was someone in like Saul, who again fits that mold. He's just a defensive dog. He's from Atletico, so you know he's sound defensively. Um, but they did lose a lot of guys. Tammy, Zuma, you guys got their boy uh, Tomori. Uh, Giroud left. Gilmore went out on loan whole bunch of guys so it's weird because they left out they kind of got rid of guys that were kind of on the outer brinks of their core players i would say but it doesn't seem to have affected them that much you know what i mean obviously their last game right before the international break against liverpool i think that was a great result for them despite getting a red card i think is it was it do you think that was a straight red this is kind of off topic you think it was a straight red i don't because i hate the handball rule and yeah I've also seen my team get robbed of a guy that wasn't even facing the ball, get a handball. And I know exactly play. what we're You know the play because we've beefed about this for the last three years. We have been arguing about this, me and you, for the last three years. So I've seen my, if my teammate, if my player got robbed of a handball and he didn't even look at the ball, he wasn't even like facing that direction. Yeah. Why is it not a handball? You know what I mean? 100%. And I understand it was unintentional and I understand uh, maybe you shouldn't give it a straight red. Me personally, I don't want to even give it a card, let alone a straight red. But that's the rule of the game that I despise, and I think it's a fair call, personally. Yeah, for what it, what it's worth. Definitely was a penalty, straight red. A little, I don't know, but regardless, you losing someone like Reece James, who's it's not like they lost a striker. You know what I mean? They lost a defender, someone that's gonna get stuck in. In a three um, back. In, in yeah, a three in, back. in a three back formation. So the fact that you were able to go the whole forty five minutes you know not conceding just holding wave after wave of liverpool attack it's it's really impressive it's nice to see because obviously you have to be extremely defensively organized it's not about just oh pick up your man it's no no you have to communicate you have to make sure you're filling the gaps filling the holes and putting the right amount of pressure depending on where they are on the pitch um so i think tukel did a really good job managing them with that and i think you got it right too like in those situations like kai havertz came out and i think that's the right guy to come out because you know defensively he's not you know, known for that. Whereas someone like a Mason Mount, that guy's like a little gnat. 
just runs all over the place for the whole 90 minutes. So I feel like he he's got it under control. We'll see what I, I don't know if I would if I would say fourth. I was gonna say something like second. Um, That's just fair. Because, it's just in terms of like the managers that are ahead of it. First mm-hmm. of all, the problem with Chelsea is that out of all the big teams, they're the team that always loses to the small teams. Yeah. Like when came, they came up against Arsenal, I almost thought, you know what? I think this is Arsenal's day because every time Arsenal has their number somehow. I don't know what yeah. it is. Arsenal always has their number. And they lose to the likes of Burnley sometimes. Like the, these crucial games, they always draw points. They come through against yeah. the cities, the United to the world. But when it comes to those like smaller teams, they always fold. That's why I can't I can't put them ahead they of play, yeah. even a Man United managed by Ole. I can't put them because when you've got Ronaldo and then you've got a chance at a 90, 90 plus ten minute uh, penalty that he's gonna <laughs> score, I'm not I'm not shocked. You know? Yeah, it's uh, they they do they play up to competition and they play down to competition, which is obviously a fault for a, for for a lot of these big teams that happen because it kind of just it's the difference between you being an elite team and in like a adequate great team you know what i mean if that makes any sense um next on the list arsenal actually my fault chelsea i give that that very little transfer thing i give that a seven also um really lukaku wasn't because i mean lukaku wasn't they didn't need to bring in lukaku i think they you could very much needed him you can no, but you could get away i mean they did get away with having timo werner up top and win a champion you know what i mean so i, I don't think that was what i rather have lukaku than, than timo werner yes one thousand percent um, I wouldn't have turned that down if I was them. But I'm just saying from the point of view, like, they didn't necessarily have a glaring hole in where, okay, we need to improve right here. Um, but in terms of that, I would have looked at bringing in probably a center back just because Thiago Silva's getting old. Rudiger, I'm not sold on Rudiger. I don't, like, he's one of those guys where I feel like a lot of his his game, his performance is based off his confidence, which, I mean, if you're a confident player, which he is right now, great but the minute luca like you know the minute someone someone like a mane or a salah comes and twists you inside out are you still going to be confident you know what i mean so so i i, I it's an all right chance for me um really i would go as far as to give it a nine and a half because nine and a half contrary, yeah. contrary to you lukaku was very needed in my opinion because i love you hate timo werner he's clearly a winger he like he clearly is a winger i don't he, he might play up top in fifa but yeah, yeah the reason why he brings so much of this team is because of his pace and because of his ability to make space right yeah which is why he works perfectly down that wing the same way lukaku did back in his united days because people yeah. clown on him as he's a terrible striker he has a terrible touch he can't score touch. blah 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 he was when you play him on the left wing he was great you know what mm-hmm. i mean like he was he was probably top three left winger in the league at that point Mm-hmm. Um, Lukaku is an absolute necessity, in my personal opinion. I he's gonna score a cool twenty to twenty-five goals for me, the Golden Boot winner. Uh, that propels them to a like an easy pick for a Champions League back-to-back for me because you just got a super team at this point. You got Saul, who you know he's been in so many Champions League finals, never won it, and he's playing on a team where there's a different system than that. Sit back, let them beat yeah. themselves, kind of thing. He's playing in a system where. The manager's pressing the, the team at every moment. They're always running. They're playing mm-hmm. in a three-back, which he's never played in before. He's only played in that, you know, that sit-back, five-in-the-back, four-four-two kind of system. Mm-hmm. So I think uh, both of those signings and letting go of, you know, you got a nice uh, buyback option on Tammy Abraham, who's already balling in this area. Kurt Zuma, a bit of a tough loss, in my opinion. He, uh, it was a good money, money move, but a bit of a tough loss. Tamori, I'm not gonna say anything because <laughs> I'll, I'll just 
keep blabbering. Giroud, you know, your top goal scorer last Champions League season, which is terrible. Like, if he's your top, top goal scorer, you needed a striker, which is great to have Lukaku there. Billy Gilmore getting a little bit more minutes uh, out in Norwich. I, I think it's a nine and a half out of ten. Yeah, you know what's fair for her. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say nine and a half, I'm gonna make it an eight and a half. But, um, yeah, speaking of Tammy Abraham, I'm, I'm, I'm he's someone I'm really happy for that he actually got to move away, he's actually playing. Um, I was a huge fan of him from his that, that one breakout season he had just, I guess, two years ago now. Um, kind of when they integrated the guys like him, Tomori, Mount, Reese James, all the same time when when it was kind of like, you know, those are their, that's their core youth academy guys that were doing minutes, which is obviously amazing for a club to see that. Um, Tomori, I don't, still don't understand the whole letting go of Tomori thing because he's, I mean, I think Tomori just gets overlooked. I feel like AC Milan itself, because only Tara Te- Hernandez, this was his first call up, no? For these qualifiers. Yep. For, for thing. So it's kind of one of those ones how I'm Calabria watching the as well. Calabria yeah. as well. Salamakers. All these guys first call ups right now. I'm watching the Euros and I'm like, what is uh what is Tyrone Mings doing here? Yo, what's, what's, what's going on? What is he doing that that, that uh Tamori is not doing? But um yeah, so it was a solid chance winner for them. Arsenal, on the other hand, um I don't I don't really Arsenal to me are just a joke. I'm sorry. Uh I don't like Arsenal after what they did to my boy Ozil they kind of put my boy Ozil on ice so uh, I will always have beef with Arsenal um obviously their I guess their biggest signings of this day of this uh window was a uh, Ben White first for it was Ben White for like 60 50 mil 50 something mil, like yeah. that yeah 50, 50 mil, mil plus only 50 mil add-ons so and in the end He'll probably be cheaper than what you paid for uh, Varane. Yeah, I saw this. Obviously, not the level of this. Yeah. Um. By, by the way, can we stop those comparisons? I don't. I don't want that. I don't. That's unnecessary. Okay. Now you're just putting on so much pressure on Ben White to be compared with. I Varane. think United fans started that first. Nah, man. There's absolutely. I think no. You know what I think it was? I think it was just like it emphasized how good of a deal Varane was because we got Varane yeah. for like forty. But in the end, it's not like that, that good because he's still paying less for salary that will be considerably younger yeah right? salary everything like that but um and on top of that it's just arsenal i don't know it's it's, it's just arsenal martin odegaard lord knows why he actually wanted to come to you i get it he wants first team minutes and that's not something that he would have gotten because modric and cruz just refuse to age at this point i don't know what's going on they found the founder youth i don't know um, so I get it. He wants first team minutes, but why Arsenal? You know what I mean? You could have gone anywhere else. And now you guys are bottom of the table. Granted, it's only like, what, what three games in? You're not going to stay there. I'm hoping for probably like a mid table, you know, anywhere between seven and 10 finish for Arsenal. Um, Nuno Tavares that they brought in. I'm a big, big fan of his. Like I said, on FIFA, I'm a pace merchant. So, I mean, that boy does, checks all the boxes for me. Uh, Aaron Ramsdale from uh, was he from Sheffield? Yes. Sheffield. That's a decent sign. I don't know how. It, I don't know if he'll beat out thing. Um, Burn Leno, even though Burn Leno. The reason he was like, signed is because they're expecting Leno to leave next year. Yeah, I could see. That. I mean, Leno is one of those guys. Like he personifies an Arsenal player to me because he has his moments where it's like great save, like well done, and then he's a donkey the next five minutes and, and concedes two goals in three minutes. Um, Sammy Lukonga that they brought in to play uh, play in the midfield, kind of in front of that back four. Um, 
to me, I look at him as like a less developed Thomas Party sort of, you know what I mean? One of those work hard kind of guys, um, which is amazing. You can't really coach effort. So anytime you bring in someone that has a high work rate like that, I would never say no, don't sign us a bad signing because you know, regardless on if he plays well or not, you're going to get the full 200% out of him, which is which is something that, you know, I think a lot of teams take for granted because a lot of these players, as they get better, they kind of get Hollywood and stop, you know, stop working both ways. Um, but do you think, so just bringing it back to Ben White, do you think they overpaid for Ben White or it'll, it'll pay dividends as it goes down the line? Well, when you're buying from an English side to an English side, you got to remember you're paying for the password, right? That's the reason we got to Mori for so much cheaper. Uh, I think it's a bit overkill, but I do think it's not the worst deal in the world that people like people make it up to be. He had a bit of a rough game in the first game. Not even, I wouldn't even blame him for, you know, Ivan Tony's goal. It wasn't even really him that was bullied. Um, so I'm actually of the belief that they had a decent transfer window in terms of, I'd give it almost a seven, but here's the problem. It's like the, the notion around Arsenal is that they don't spend, but then you just go and spend 150 million. So I don't want to hear any complaints out of them about the crown keys in terms of this, right? So in the theory that Arteta gets let go mid season, there's no excuse that, uh, Antonio Conte should not come in because mm-hmm. Antonio Conte's main thing is I want my board to be able to back me. I want to be I want to be able to spend. Mm-hmm. You just spend 150 million on a bunch of youth guys and Odegaard, right? So there's no reason you shouldn't. Tomiyasu, fantastic signing. As a man that watches the Serie A, mm-hmm. can play in any position in the back line. He's fast. He's strong. He, as a one-on-one defender, that fullback combination of Tomiyasu and Kieran Tierney, I'm not gonna lie, no winger is getting past Arsenal. Down the down the center back rolls, I, I prefer not to speak. But <laughs> the fullbacks, they will not get past them. Ramsdale, a great deal for 30 million, in my opinion. Odegaard, a steal of a deal. I'm pretty sure 100 yes. he was less than I think what they would have paid for um who was the Lester guy, James Madison. Mm. That's a the good lesser deal. guy. <laughs> no, yeah, I I I agree. Um my one thing with like Martin Odegaard going there, and obviously it, it helps in that mode because one of the bright spots I'd say Arsenal has over any of the clubs in the Premier League, arguably any clubs in the world, is they have a good core of young guys. Like Emil Smith Rose there, um, obviously our boy Kai Osaka. Um, Gabriel Martinelli was kind of one of those guys who kind of burst onto the scene and I don't know, might have stalled a little bit, but I, I, I don't, I wouldn't count him out from that yet. And then he's throwing Martin Odegaard in there, who's, you know, already one of the best young players in the world. Um, speaking of the young, younger players, obviously they had Joe Willock who went on loan to Newcastle and balled out, and then they ended up just letting him sign a permanent deal at Newcastle. Do you think that'll hurt them at all, or, or they'll be okay because they have, you know, they, they signed guys like Sammy Lacombe that can just naturally slide back into that same position? That's exactly it. I look at this Arsenal side, I don't see a spot for Joe Willock. I don't see a position that he can potentially take over because he's more of an attacking midfielder, but also a center mid, which, and he's never going to be playing over Partey. I know Partey's getting a little on in age. I think Sambi Lokonga, in terms of what they need for that position, is better than him. I think Sambi Lokonga had a great first game. I think it was, I believe it was against Chelsea. Yeah, they lost the game. They couldn't score. I blame a lot of this on Arteta and Arteta apologists can keep talking that, you know, he needs time. There's more deeper issues in the club, but that doesn't mean this isn't an issue, right? Mm. Uh, the guy is making you guys play horrific football. You guys 
three uh, three games, nine goals conceded, zero goals scored. You, like, there's no fear when when, the, when uh, Arsenal is on the attack. Like, there's no expectation. Like, there's no game plan. It's it's horrible. I yeah. I look at this guy and I think like, how did he? Well, like, that's maybe why Guardiola let him go because Guardiola knows he's not that great of a coach. <laughs> he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go sabotage Arsenal because uh, yeah. what what else do I have to lose? Yeah, it's it's. I don't even think it goes as far. Like, I think it's beyond the whole game plan, them having no game plan. Like, if you watch the players, sometimes it's just the, like, to quote Fabian Delph, it's the basics of football lads. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, I think when they were, I think it was the game against Brentford. I don't remember his, yeah, I don't remember his name, but someone from the left side was a throw-in, one of those long throw-ins into the box. You as a defense, especially you as a goalkeeper, Bernd Leno, you do not let the ball bounce, let alone twice in your six-yard box. You get something on that, but instead, nah, they stuck some, I don't know who they stuck in front of you. stuck one of their center backs in front of you and it was like a little kid just being held back by a grown man. You know what I mean? And I get it. Maybe you're not physically stronger than him, but this is the Premier League, man. Get a little, get a little piece of skin in between your fingers and, you know, pinch, twist, whatever, elbow, whatever you got to do to get to the ball because you don't, you don't let a ball bounce twice. And obviously it just looked like Brentford were just hungrier. In that first game, I'm I'm actually a pretty big fan of Brentford. After watching that, I had they were a team I didn't really watch too much of beforehand uh, when they were in the championship. Like I caught a game here and there, but I'm a huge fan of how their team plays. I love Ivan Tony's game on how he's a two. I didn't know he was a two way player before. I thought he was just one of those like you know pretty boy strikers, but dude got back and Daniel was defending more than he was attacking in that in, in that game. Um, so yeah, Arsenal. I think given the amount of money you spent, like you were saying, they spent like 150 mil. That kind of hurts it because I mean, yeah, you spent big money, but you didn't really bring anyone in that's like sure fire. No one's, okay. a, no one's fully improved the side, but having Odegaard yeah. on a permanent is a great sign. That's a huge. Tomiyasu, sign. fantastic signing. Yeah, replacing your goalkeeper that's probably on his way out for only 30 million, great signing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, Ramsdale's got a bad reputation since. The last three seasons, he's been relegated every single season. <laughs> but um, he he is good. The game that they played, I believe, against was against West Brom in the cup. He started that game. Yeah, it's it's West Brom. It's the cup. Whatever. Yeah. But he he played well. I I'm of the belief that he's gonna be a good player. Sambi was a good signing. Ben White will come good. I, I believe in this kid. I think he's uh, he's exactly what any team would have needed because he's very good on the ball. He's uh, he's a strong, smart defender. Uh, people will be very surprised. People are going to forget about that 50 million price tag very, very soon. Yeah. Well, at least um, Arsenal. So I'm going to give them a good seven and a half, to be honest. Yeah, I'll, I'll give them a six and a half, seven, and in between there. Um, up next, Liverpool, which we kind of touched on before. Like I said, I think they had a kind of a quiet window given their Liverpool. They're one year removed from being defending champions, Champions League winners, all that kind of stuff. Um, they did sign Ibrahima Konate from, from Leipzig, which is a great signing. It's a great sign to have. You pair him with someone like a Van Dyke. And really, I don't know how you're gonna how you're gonna get through that, if I'm being honest. Because Liverpool's one weakness, defensively speaking, is Trent Alexander Arnold. And he's not a horrible, horrible defender, but it's subpar. It's enough to it's enough if you're exploit. a team. Yeah, it's enough, enough to, to we're targeting that side of the of the defense and and obviously it's worked in the past for some teams when they when they target that right hand or their left hand side uh going through trent but you can't really get away with it has to be a perfect kind of ball if you're going to split the center backs because i mean van dyke's not a speed demon but he's got a good amount of pace on him kanate is believe it or not faster 
and then people would think he's a big frame, but I don't know if he like he can move like he's covers a lot of ground. Um, they lost Gini Wanyaldum, which I think is a little bit of a, a of a hit. I mean, it was kind of a mutual thing. Like there wasn't too much fuss about oh my god, no 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 stay. You know what I mean? Kind of thing. It was kind of just PSU taking him. That's what it is. You know what I mean? And and I like Gini Wanyaldum for at least for PSG speaking. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on them later. They lost yeah. him. They lost Shakiri who you know obviously he's just kind of like again that like fourth fifth winger on a on a three on a or on a two winger two winger two winger team but do you think they can still challenge for a title or is it you know too many teams kind of made moves so it's a little too different of a landscape now well for me they're a lock for top two but they're not gonna be better than city right hmm. even city without a striker i still it's just city's team is too stacked too big too strong and uh, this loss of Wijnaldum, like, I know Liverpool's kind of laughing because these first two, three games that he's played for PSG, he's been the worst player on the pitch every single time. He's been horrible. This might be the worst signing that PSG's ever done, honest to goodness, because he's been terrible. Really? He has been, I don't know how much PSG caught up. I, uh, ever since I got my football TV uh, membership here with, through, because um, we have to watch Serie A on football now, I've been keeping up with a little bit of PSG matches. This guy's horrendous. No, like, I don't know, like, did he lose the like maybe he's been going to the Frank DeBoer school of football like he, he caught on after the Euros I, I don't know he doesn't know how to play football he, at all like he's, he's lost do you think and I mean it's kind of the opposite of what you expect someone going from the Premier League especially in the midfield like I think to a playing of, to yeah, a more to, slow pace yeah. weaker sides you should be dominating he's been horrible yeah. yeah it's literally the opposite of what you think would happen especially because being a midfielder in the Premier League, like it's a fast game. As a midfielder, you need to, you know, one, two touches max, or you're losing the ball, right? Yep. Where if you go to League One, who, which I saw this thing, I don't now. You could fact check it. I'm not 100. percent They're sure. not a top five league anymore. Yeah, what the heck? Like because, but that's just by coefficient. It, yeah, it's not really like. Because it really doesn't matter. It's the Liga Nos that took over, I think, in that fifth spot now. But because anyways, the coefficients were taken over by Sporting, because Sporting won the league, and Porto's obviously still a good team, but Fika's still yeah. a good team. Yeah. But, um, yeah, regardless of that, it's just, like you said, it's a slower-paced game. Everything should be a lot easier for you, especially being on a team, like, it's literally a god squad at this point. Um, it's not like you're the only midfielder that that's there like they're not only just keying in on you you know what i mean so I'll, I'll i'll still chuck it up to just adjusting but like you said yeah it is a little bit worrying when you pay i don't even did they get him on a free i don't even remember 15 mil a year 15 million a year the guy's earning and i, 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 I will mean, do that job for a dollar a day i'm gonna be honest <laughs> if i'm doing what he's doing i'll do that for a dollar a day because i won't lose any energy because the guy's just doesn't do anything the guy is lost like the guy is lost. He's like a deer in headlights the second he gets on the ball. Yeah, I mean, uh, Shakiri is a big loss though because Shakiri is one of those players for a big side that he's a guarantee to be very good off the bench. You know what I mean? And yeah, Liverpool loved that because when Salah potentially got a little bit hurt for a couple games, Shakiri slotted in and it worked out in the end. Um, yeah. Konate was a great signing. And this is going to be a different team from last year because now you have a healthy Van Dyke, right? I was just and we were talking. Say that. We were talking about Trent. Trent, when he's alongside Van Dyke, looks a lot better defensively because Van Dyke is picking up a slap. Mm-hmm. Um, that team for me is an easy second place pick. That might be debatable for some people. A lot of Liverpool fans aren't happy with them not being, uh, you know, kind of quiet in the transfer window. But then again, you look at Liverpool. When have they ever ever actually been? Yeah. like spending right like that's true i'm pretty sure one of their biggest uh, purchases was um 
Nabi Keita, 50 mil. Didn't work out. You had Andy Carroll. You had Andy Carroll. Like a bunch of these players that aren't, you know, I had to look at them and I'm not like, yeah, they're going to help this team a lot, you know? Yeah, that's true. Because especially you look at who their guys are now. And I mean, if you ask them, they'll probably say like, oh, yeah, we knew they were going to be this good. But piss off. There's no way. There's no way. It's a great scouting. Yeah. It's a great scouting, but they're not, and that's what I personally I like that better because Milan is also a team that doesn't really spend much and they mm. never really historically have other mm. than that one summer that we had Chinese ownership. <laughs> um, they don't spend much, but the purchases that they make they end up, you know, Being outperforming insane. what they're spending on. Yeah, right. Like, buying a Saudi like we bought a bunch of players for like a million this year, right? Mm. I'm, I, we've already made our money back in my opinion. Yeah, like signing someone like a Sadio Mane from a Southampton. You know what I mean? I don't steel. know if you... Yeah, it's absolute steel. Something like Firmino from, what, Hoffenheim or something? Yep. I think in, in Germany, and then Mo Salah, someone was at Chelsea. From Roma. Like, yeah, like, bounced around the Serie A, like, Fiorentina, Roma. And now you look at him, it's kind of like, since when? You know what I mean? Like, when did this happen? Same thing with Van Dijk, who... Who did they actually sign Van Dijk? Was it from Southampton as well, or was that... Southampton, Celtic, yeah. or... That yeah. was an expensive signing. That was about 85 million, I believe. But oh, yeah. all the money made back because they won the Champions League the year after. They won the yeah. league. So, I mean, it works out for them. But yeah, Liverpool's thing... I don't think they did anything bad. They definitely didn't do anything bad, so I'd give them a seven and a half, honestly. Like, I don't think they did anything crazy. Like, oh my God, yes, this is what we needed. Um, but I'll give them a seven and a half, eight. I was going to give them about a five. Just because Konate is a good signing, but letting go Shakiri in our placing him is tough. It is, but I don't like how much do you value? Like Minamino is there. Minamino is there, but yeah, because that's the thing with the way um, Klopp plays. He also plays that pressing style of football where you're on, like your goalkeepers at the halfway line at all times, right? (laughs) So there, a lot of your forwards get injured very quickly. So you need Shakiri as that handyman. Yeah, Minamino. We'll see what he does this year. He's going to be his first real chance, real opportunity with Liverpool. Mm-hmm. But I think Shakiri, he's a one of a kind like bench player. Like he's like, yeah. like of the B tier footballers, he's probably like in the top five to ten. You know what I mean? Yeah, I can see that. He's one of those guys though. Shakiri's had a weird career to me. If you like, if you look it's at backwards. like his, it's it is, it's backwards. Because we started what was it? Bayern went to Inter before. Uh, like like Stoke. after that, yeah. Then Stoke City was the weirdest one, and then just bounced up to Liverpool. Now it's yeah. like you know, obviously now he's on Lyon. Who uh, I don't know how Lyon will actually do this year. I don't think they were gonna win, even if they kept Memphis Depay. Um, but I don't know. We'll see how they go. Obviously, keeping Hussein Aouar, was like you were saying before, is is really good for them. He was one of those guys that wasn't he heavily linked to Arsenal as well. Linked to like every side because he just wants out. So it's clear that yeah. like something's not right out there in Lyon so he's probably going to be out either by January or by the next year yeah uh moving to Tottenham Tottenham I don't know Tottenham well, it's they're so weird to me like they're I think they're, they're still top of the table now in the Premier League but I don't I, there's not gonna happen I don't let's be honest here. I don't yeah I don't no I just anything. I'm reading this doc right now I had Musa Sissoko is gone yeah he went to went to Wofford are you Wofford. serious yeah yo they I lost? had no idea about the signing, dude. Yeah, it was it was it was one of those that went under the radar. I think it's because it happened around the same time as um. Now I don't know. My memory literally could just be messed up, but I I'm pretty sure Sizoko signing was around the same time. Ronaldo's name getting thrown around everywhere. So it's oh, so like, just no one talked about. Yeah, him. like that <laughs> was the main thing. You know what I mean? Um, so they lost guys like Serge Aurier, who I mean I'm I was never a fan of Serge Aurier. 
Uh, Eric Lamella, thank you for your goal against Arsenal in the Emirate, at the Emirates. A uh, little cheeky Rabona. How dare you, by the way? I don't know what I don't know what in your head is like, yeah, let me just Rabona this instead of... He's been like that for team. years. Yeah. He did that in the Europa that, League. He did yeah, that outside the Roma box. Days. <laughs> in the Roma days, he's balling. And he's he's playing very well in La Liga right now. I'm pretty sure he was in the running for yeah. top goal score in the first three, four games. So. For Sevilla. So, I mean, that was a good pickup for him. Um, like we just said, Sizoko left to go to Watford. Um, I like Musa Sizoko. I think he was, he's obviously on the tail end of his career. I don't know how old he is now. He's probably like 33, 34, something like that. Um, but given what you ask of him, he does what needs to be done. You know what I mean? I feel, I, I, when I look at Musa Zoko, like he's a real professional in my opinion. Um, Toby Alderweireld, they let, I forgot who he even went to. I want to say he went to like some team in Qatar, no? Or I, I didn't even I, know he's gone. I didn't even know he's gone. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Yeah, Toby Alderweireld, he went, I don't know where he went, but it was it was a lower lower level side. Um, but again, he's aging with 35, maybe, or something like that. Um, and I, in the replacement, they brought in so Brian Gill, Brian Gill. I, I honestly, Brian Gill. yeah, I yeah. honestly had no idea who he was until they signed for him. No, nah, he, he's a baller. I, yeah. uh, I watched him a little bit last season, and uh, I can confirm that was a fantastic purchase. But he was where Sevilla, or yes, yeah, okay. So I only literally heard about him when he came, and I like looked him up once, like watched one or two YouTube videos to see like what he, like, what he even does. Um, Emerson Royal, first of all, great name. Uh, that was really weird because obviously he was Real Betis, went to Barcelona for a month, and then they just, they just shipped him off for like what was it, thirty mil or something like that. To and a, they they put his uh, release clause at like eight hundred million, and they said uh, I'm pretty sure Laporta or is it Laporta or Bartomeu, which one's in charge right now? Laporta. I Laporta. He said like we plan on having uh, Emerson here for a very long time. We set his release clause at 800 million, and then the second you get a 30 million bid, he's gone. Yeah, he's gone. Strange. I don't, so I don't know if something happened over there, or if he just instantly beefed with whoever if he tried to crunch Pedri. Like, I don't know. I don't know if he tried to hurt somebody. I don't know what's going on. But um, obviously, they got lucky there, and they're, they're able to keep Harry Kane, who is their man. Um, do you think it's safe to build around Harry Kane, or do you think he's still going to be out in the next few years? no matter what you do you're just gonna be a side that does nothing so it really doesn't matter i i don't know if harry kane's leaving i don't know if he's staying i don't know anything that goes through this guy doesn't even really speak english so i don't really know what yeah. is going on inside his head so like it looks like he's going to city then decide he says oh yeah i'm not going like we'll just stay here whatever i i don't know what's going like tottenham is it's it's the club that you should be laughing at like yeah people are laughing at arsenal right now arsenal is going to be back very very soon once they get rid of uh, Arteta, you think and they get, so? They get I their don't stuff know. together. How soon? It looks like soon? they might get. It looks like they might get some new ownership potentially. Uh, Qatar might be interested in purchasing also a club in London after cl- purchasing a club in Paris. Yeah. Um, they're gonna be balling. I, I don't know. I Tottenham is just a meme club. Like yeah, they lose. They lose in the Conference League. Like I don't know. There's nothing serious about Tottenham Hotspur. You know. It's really weird because. On paper, I think, like I said earlier, you don't win on paper. But on paper, the team's way better than Arsenal's. But yeah, Arsenal's at least win an FA Cup. I don't know what goes on with Arsenal FA Cups. They just turn into like 2011 Barcelona. I don't know. I don't know why Aubameyang turns into the second coming of Thierry Henry. But that happens, and Tottenham are just left out here doing nothing. You know what I mean? Can't win nothing. It's been how long since they won something? Like 230, 20? No. Bro, long Far enough for long. me to remember. You know what I mean? <laughs> Far too long. Uh, 
But yeah, bouncing. Actually, you know, one of the teams I was gonna talk about on this, they didn't have any like crazy. Hold, hold up, we didn't we didn't give him a rating. I'd probably give him oh, a, a five or a six. I'd go with a five. Ah, you know what? No, no, no. I'll go with the six because somehow you kept Terry Kane, which is the I'd say that's the most important thing for you guys to do with each incoming transfer window is just keeping your guy. I think uh, so too. Yeah. Now, one of the teams I was gonna talk about in the Premier League because, in my opinion. They've taken over Arsenal's big six role temporarily, like for today's Lester. football, Leicester. I'm a huge fan of Leicester. Um, obviously, they brought in Yannick Vestergaard from, from Southampton. Southampton, Loki had a bit of a nightmarish transfer window. You lost Yannick Vestergaard and you lost Danny Ings, who's balling out of Aston Villa right now. But um, Yannick Vestergaard, I think that's a great pickup. You saw, you pair him alongside with, um, with Soyonchu or with... His name Wesley Fofan. Actually, Wesley Fofan is he injured still right now? I'm not even He's sure. He's probably gonna be out for a pretty long time. Yeah. yeah, but I think that's a solid signing. Leicester is one of those teams where, again, they don't have no, they don't, they don't really, they're not one of those teams that are thrown around when it comes to signing big, big name players. They just kind of make it work with what they have. You know what I mean? Jamie Vardy. I'm a huge fan of Jamie Vardy. Um, the ultimate shit house there is just in all of football. I think. Um, James Madison, I, I like James Madison a lot. Harvey Barnes is someone that I'm really big on because he looks. Uh, Harvey Barnes is one of those players where if you look at him, he doesn't pass the eye test to me. Like he doesn't look like he's he, no, he anything. <laughs> yeah, not at all. But he, he's. A I really player. like the the Pats and Daka signing. The guy mm-hmm. they signed from Salzburg, Salzburg, fantastic player. I really wanted him at Milan. He would have been perfect in our system. He's a fast striker. He's honestly like a perfect like way to move on from Vardy in the event that he decides to move on. He's about 35, 36 at this point. How much longer does he have in those legs? The guy's still running like a 29-year-old, but how much longer can he, right? Yeah. So and Dako is a smart signing. But at the end of the day, this is Brendan Rodgers and Leicester. So if you can put them any place above fifth, I'll be shocked because mm. they it always comes down to them on the final day against two or three, uh, three other teams to finish for top four. And they f- they fumble and they, they're always playing like a, like a Burnley or a, yeah. or, or a Sheffield. You know what I mean? It's 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 sad because that team has a lot of talent. You mentioned um, uh, Fofana. Uh, there's the likes of uh, Carlo Pereira. Again? Carlo Pereira is great, but I was thinking of the midfielder uh, Tielemans. Great player. Yes. Yeah. Uh, there's just Obviously, there's a lot of great talent there. in there. There's a lot of cohesion there. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure they signed Ademolo Lukman from uh, yeah. Leipzig, I yeah, believe. As well. That's another good piece. That's another good piece to sign. Uh, I don't know. Leicester, they're good. They had a good transfer window. I'd probably give them a seven and a half to an eight. Hundred percent. But they're still gonna finish fifth. So yeah. what is it like? What does it really change? I saw this thing from last season. I'm pretty sure out of the top four teams, they spent the longest amount of time holding a top four spot and obviously choking it away in the last what, few games. And uh, obviously always, now they're, they're always. in the Europa League. Um, another team, honestly, I just thought about it right now. We don't have to talk about them at all that much. But uh, Everton, I'm like a partial Everton fan just because of Richarlison. Um, that is my goat on FIFA. So hit them, I think they're looking really good, especially with Damari Gray, someone that was on Leicester City. This is why I kind of thought about it. Someone who was on Lesser City, they let him go out to Leverkusen, I believe, for yeah. a season or two. And now he's coming back and he's balling over on Everton. So, I mean, they're one of those teams where I think, I don't think they'll finish in the top six. I don't think they'll finish in Europe. But I think they're going to be one of those teams where if it comes to the final day and, you know, you need a win to stay top four, I don't think I'd want to be playing Everton. You know what I mean? Like they're one of those teams where they're gonna cause problems for the top, the top clubs. 
in uh, in England and kind of just mess up everyone's flow. So uh, uh, yeah, going to Serie. You know, I'll even let you you do this. The whole eight, obviously AC Milan. Yeah, I'll let you introduce that. You know, you know, you know what it is, man. You know what it is. <laughs> the best league in the world that isn't the best league in the world. You know what we're talking about. You know the Serie ass, baby. Serie A, because we're ass. Um, <laughs> You know, Milan with a pretty pretty hectic transfer window, I'd say. You know, pretty active. Maldini did a great, great job. Um, we let go of Donnarumma on a free. Uh, and Inter and UA fans can clown us all they want, but he was free and they still couldn't afford him. So I don't know what there is to clown. Uh, as for that, we also let go of Chalanoglu for free. We'll get to that in the next segment you're happy you um, oh that's the that was that was my 8th Champions League that was when <laughs> it was fantastic um, you know back in the Champions League for the first time in 8 years it's it's a great feeling for Milan fans you know a lot of positivity a bit of a tough group I still think we have a chance to finish 2nd place in a group but a um, bit of a tough group so we'll see what happens but in terms of people bring, brought in we got Brahim on a 2 year with obligation um, a pretty bad buyback but it looks like you know, we'll profit in the end, at least a little bit. Tamori redeemed, great signing. Um, Tonali redeemed with a discount. We were supposed to go for 25 mil, we got him for 15. Maldini is a genius for pulling that off. Uh, we replaced one of the best goalkeepers in the world with a top two goalkeeper in the world right now, based off these last few games, because Mike Mignan is not only better on the ball than Donnarumma is, he is, with some of the balls he's pinged in the first few games, he he flies better. He you know he wants to be here. He, he, you can see that he wants to be here. So for 13 million and something like three mil a year, that's a steal of a deal. Yasin Adli, uh, another player we we were linked for with about a month. Um, he we signed him and we loaned him out. We loaned him out for uh, back to Bordeaux for the season. But I think he'll be a, a good um, addition to the midfield come next season. Olivier Giroud for a million. I think that's a steal of a deal. Unfortunately, he is a dinosaur, so we'll see if he can stay healthy. He doesn't usually get injured, but he is older, so and he is a little slower. The league will, you know, work for him in that sense, but he is a little older in that sense. Uh, we picked up Petro Pellegrini, Pietro Pellegrini, pardon me, for about a million as well from Monaco. Uh, he's tw- 19 or 20, and he's already injury prone, so this is a bit concerning. But you know, if there's ever a time to come back, it's right now. And the most important one was definitely Junior Messias. He's uh, Crotone's best player from last season. A guy that's 30 years old, became a professional at 26, um, moved from Brazil uh, in his early 20s and would just, uh, his only jobs were to move around uh, frid- refrigerators. He made uh, it big, he, he, did, he, he did a big, big move to a dream club, gonna be playing in the Champions League at 30 years of age. Um, you know, he's not the player we wanted at the right wing. Yeah, everyone wanted Bernardo Silva, Silva as if we have that money. But, you know, bringing in a great player like this that wants to be here and will, you know he's going to try his best. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know this is his dream. Like, he's been fighting at 30 years of age. He's finally where he wanted to be, right? So, uh, I'm happy with the transfer window. Unfortunately, we weren't able to make enough sales. You know, um, we couldn't get rid of Castillejo. The number seven still taken by uh, someone that shouldn't be wearing it. Um we couldn't get rid of Conti. We had a few loans here and there, but I'd, I'd overall give it a good seven and a half to an eight. That's uh, fair. Especially considering the budget that we have to work with. There's just nothing there, right? There's nothing there. And uh, as for title favorites you have over here, mm. I've got us third. I've got us behind mm. Atalanta and 
argue. Oh, but the thing, thing is, put in. the thing is with the Serie A, it's one of those leagues where this year it's so tough to call, right? Mm-hmm. Because Juventus was a favorite for some people, and then they lost 29 goals a year. So mm-hmm. are they really anymore? Uh, we're not even going to talk about how Inter fell out of being a favorite. Dude. Um, <laughs> Napoli has gone a million times better, and I believe that this is going to be Victor Oshiman's breakout year for Napoli. Um, they weren't that active in the transfer window, but you know, uh, bringing in Spalletti as a man, a great manager. I've got us behind both Napoli, who I have winning the title this year, and really? Atalanta. Yeah, that's my that's my like hot take pick for the title. This year. Honestly, I can get behind that. I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I forgot Napoli, Lazio, Atalanta. I forgot to even mention them in this in this whole thing. But Atalanta were one of those teams where again they make just smart a, purchases. Yeah. They make smart purchases, and they're t- I feel like when you look at Atalanta, their mold of player is very specific. Like they, all of them are carbon copies of themselves. Like they're all above six feet. They all work both ways, and they're just efficient. All on steroids. Yeah, all like literally steroids. every single one of them. I don't know. I don't know what it is. They're an annoying team to have to play. Um, so I could definitely see them challenging for a title. Napoli are one of those teams where they've always been kicking around near the top. Um, and it'll definitely challenge, I think. Uh, as far as I wrote with like with AC Milan, and obviously like being favorites, because I think where'd you guys finish? You finished second. We second, finished second, second place, yeah. Second to enter last year. Um, I would kind of say around the same thing because it's, the thing with AC Milan is you didn't really give up too too much. You know what I mean? Aside from Dominic, everything we've given up, we've gotten better in. Yeah, like exactly. Our number ten, we've improved. Exactly. Our goalkeeper, I'd say, in terms of on your feet and what we're, he's earning, we've improved. My thing is, is and I think it goes for granted with some teams, is getting guys that want to be there. Obviously, Mike Mignon, is, he's coming off a high. He just won League 1 with, with Leo, you know what I mean? So he's obviously pumped to show, like, okay, that wasn't just a one-season wonder, like, we're still here. Um, with that guy, I actually had no idea who is the guy that you guys signed. He's 30 years old. I had no idea. Junior Messias? Yeah, Junior yeah, Messias. No idea about that. But if you have someone like with that build where he's kind of, it's almost like a Jamie Vardy story where he got, he kind of broke through. You said 26. Vardy, what, he went from Serie D all the way up to Serie A. He went yeah. from the fourth division of Italy all the way up to Serie A. Yeah, see, so that's insane. So the fact that you bagged someone like him, you know he's going to be hungry, especially these are his. Well, you know, I don't want to say these are going to be his last years because you do have demigod freaks every now and then that just play well into their 30s. So hopefully he can still have a really good career. Um, and this is all just for Milan in general. This is just like a big season because, you know, like you said, first year back in Champions League uh, after eight years, it just feels right. You know what I mean? We're kind of coming back to tradition. Um, and so the players are all going to be pumped. So, I mean, it'll be it'll be good. Like you said, I think I'd rank it. I might actually go at eight, eight and a half, you know, just because I think I talked myself up a few points. <laughs> I was going to go at seven, seven and a half, but I'll go eight, eight and a half. A lot um, of the Milan fans on Twitter would hardly strongly disagree with you just because they hate Maldini and they Yeah, I don't understand the, a, the, the the hate idiots. For that. Le, genuinely genuine idiots. Like this guy has no, nothing to work with. Like nothing he's got pennies. With. Like like this is this is what this is what the ownership gave him. They're, go nuts. Go nuts. Go crazy. Yeah, I don't I don't know. I, I don't see the hate towards Maldini. I think given like you said, given what he has to work with. He's doing an amazing job, and I mean, he's relatively new to be in the the in that position, right? It's, he's he's a few years in, about two three yeah, years yeah. in now. Yeah, so relatively new to it, especially for a club like AC Milan, where obviously there's going to be augmented pressure to do well right away when you get in, just because of the club's tradition. I think he's done fine. 
um, Crosstown Rivals Inter, you've had a nightmare, son. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really know what to say. I mean, I think Inter's transfer window was kind of straightforward, more or less. So now, obviously, like, I probably should have said this at the beginning of the podcast. Obviously, all these teams made a boatload of signings or rivals just off of, like, loans and stuff like that. We're talking about, like, the, the key guys that, that they would have brought in that can actually come in and, and make an impact uh, with the first team or that, that we would expect to make an impact in the first team. So, obviously, you lost Lukaku. You lost Hakimi. Um, I think it was pretty straightforward. They brought in uh, Correa from Lazio and they brought in Denzel Dumfries from PSV. I think, naturally, those, are, that, those would be their two replacements. Denzel Dumfries not 1000% sold yet he had an amazing euros with with the netherlands i was actually gonna wear a netherlands top today but i was like okay we're talking about united first so i should probably just stick with my united top um but on in terms of like the physical check boxes i think he checks on he's big he's strong he's fast he works both ways um but does you he see, you see the clip of him i asked if he speaks any word of italian he goes un poco what, says in no, spanish what the heck what a donkey yeah, no, I don't know. In terms of, like, the physical aspects, he checks all the bosses, but I think he will be giving up a little bit of quality uh, from when you get someone like Ashraf Hakimi, who, you know, Real Madrid product at first and went to Inter and just blew up. You know what I mean? He's one of those guys who didn't get a lot of PT because of uh, who's there now. Who's it? Danny Carvajal, I guess. Um, yeah. Which I'm sure if they would be kicking themselves right now, they could just have him back now because Danny Carvajal injured for 8,000 years last year, had to play Luis He scored Vasquez. a beautiful goal that other week. He did. Though. I don't know if you he watched did. that Real Madrid game. It was fantastic. Yeah. Vinicius yeah. keeps the ball in, whips it in, and this guy on the volley. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't I don't know. Inter losing him, though, and going to PSG, I, I feel like the, I feel like Inter's whole whole transfer was a little bit, like, unexpected, sort of, because it was kind of like... No, not at all, because I remember so? being on your podcast back in February or March or whatever, and mm. I told you Inter's in the biggest dumpster fire in Europe, yes, and no I one believed this. me, I remember and nobody this. believed me, and nobody yes. believed me, and then it, the first domino was Antonio Conte, and then it all went downhill. I remember this, I remember this. Um, but do you think, what kind of impact do you think those two guys will have? Angel Correa and, uh, and Denzel Dumfries in their first Well, game. here's what it comes down to, right? You lost Conte, and that automatically takes you out of the title charge, but in the top four still. Mm-hmm. You got Simone Inzaghi in, who's won trophies with Lazio. He's all right, but he's no Conte. He just isn't, right? Um, you're losing the best player in the league in Lukaku. That, that's the truth. Ronaldo's a great guy. He's top two all time, but he's not in the position that Lukaku was last year. He was undoubtedly the best player in the league. Hakimi, the best player in the world at his position. The way he's going to be matching that tracking back for, uh, for PSG, Messi's finally got his dining all of his replacement because he's got a guy that can speed down the wing, pass him the ball, and do his business. So he's he's set there for uh, PSG. 60 million, fantastic deal for that. Lukaku, I also think it was a good... People are kind of questioning whether 98 mil or 150 mil, whatever it was, is overkill. I thought it was a great deal considering he's the best player in a top five league. That's, that's a steal of a deal. Uh, Correa, great signing. Can't say nothing about it. He's been fantastic. He scored two goals in like 20 minutes in his debut. Uh, Dumfries, that's the best you can bring in when you're selling a player like Hakimi because there's no one else on the market, right? Mm. Um, as for the other signings, Jekko, no matter how much interference can try to convince himself that he's a good signing, the guy is barely standing on foot and he's a Milan fan. He's not <laughs> even an Inter fan. He's a Milan fan, right? He... 
if there's an agent that would have existed, the same way Drogba said, uh, William's an agent and Czech and yeah. David Luiz or whatever, he's going to be one of them because he's going to want us to win, right? <laughs> he is not good. And people that think him and Chalanoglu are good based off a 1-4-0 win against Genoa, you really need to open your eyes and realize that this guy is not a footballer. This guy is a fraud. This guy <laughs> is the definition of a fraud. Hakan Chalanoglu, I can't wait because I'm going to be on Twitter when this is happening. I can't wait to see all the Interisti just crying. Oh my God. Because I already bookmarked those tweets that saying we've got the Turkish Messi now. I've, I have these all bookmarked. I'm oh, going to back from J- uh, July and stuff. When, when he has that first disaster class, you already know that's going to be all over my feed. All these guys are going to be blocking me, muting me. They're going to despise me. That is. And you got to look at it this way, right? You lost a great player in Christian Eriksen. He's still part of the side, but we don't know what's going to happen with him. Uh, you know, speedy recovery to him, prayers up to him in terms of that. But, and he seems to be the best option you have when you have no money like Inter does, right? Because they're still trying to pay back. Luka- the Lukaku money didn't even go to them. I'm pretty sure about 35% of it went back to Man United because they still hey, owe Man United. Yeah. Uh, Hakimi, I don't know what happened there because they never paid the Hakimi installments. Mm-hmm. Um, so Inter, like I said, right now, purely because of what happened to Juventus, I've got them finishing fourth. But before that, I had them finishing easily out of the Champions League spot in fifth place because really? they 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 had a disaster class. That That's a three of, of a, out of ten because, yeah, you brought in two great players, but you lost the best manager you could possibly have. You lost the best player in the league and you lost a key piece. That's true. Honestly, think going into it, I forgot that they because that happened really, really like not a few months ago when they lost Antonio Conte. So I completely forgot about that. Um, yeah, I'd probably rank them around the same three, four, um, shit, maybe even the two. I'm not like, I feel like anytime you lose a player like Lukaku, forget him being the best player in, in, in that league, the best, your best player, right? You lost your best player and you replaced him with, and you're acting I mean, like Jekyll's a replacement. Yeah. This is what I'm saying where you don't necessarily, it's you're it's like in your head, you're trying to, like you said, you're trying to convince yourself, no, no, we're good. We're all we're all good. Ed and Jekyll will pump in thirty goals for us this season, um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll see what happens with them. Juve, uh, goodness gracious, thank God Ronaldo's gone. I was so tired having to put up with that shite club. They're horrible. You didn't have to do it. You didn't have to do it. No, you but chose I- to. Oh, whether I chose to, I, I told you to. that the day I met you. I told you because you told me you liked Ronaldo. I told him, nah, I don't know. I don't know about that, dude. I'm just happy. It's, I'm, I'm just happy. It's all over. It's just all over. I'm happy that Ronaldo. And you know what, what? What I'm happiest about? I'm happiest about Ronaldo leaving in like what the last few days of the window. Kind of screw him over a little bit. That's what I'm I like, said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have no time to, re- to sign someone else. It's perfect. Yeah. And I mean, like, okay, I, I, honestly speaking, the guys that they brought in, not bad. Right, Manuel Locatelli was one of the guys where they were, were. I think it was originally just going to be a loan move, but now I'm pretty sure it's a loan with the obligation to buy. And it's a steal of a deal because yeah. everyone just turns over and lets themselves get bombarded by Juventus in that league for some reason. Dude. So him, Moise Keane, bringing Moise Keane back, I really like that move. I really like Moise Keane um, from from when like his first go around on Juventus. Uh, obviously, went to Everton, didn't necessarily work out from over there then went on loan to PSG where he balled out kind of showed like now nah, I'm still I'm still like that I still I'm still a really talented player I wanted him to just 
sign the permanent deal at, at PSG. I wanted them to get that over the line or at least go back on loan to PSG. Um, obviously, it didn't work out. So you're going back to your home team now where I would expect great things from him. Obviously, he's already Italian. He doesn't really have to adjust too much to the league because you've been here already before. You've performed well in this league before. Uh, Mohamed Ihatarin is someone I only just kind of found out about who they signed and put him on loan at Sampdoria. But he's a pretty good talent. He's Dutch. Um, I like the way he plays a lot. And then somehow they signed Kyle George, which again was someone I only kind of just found out about. But like everybody and their moms wanted this guy. You know what I mean? And you chose you chose Juventus. It's, sure about uh, that. <laughs> it's funny because Kyle George went and said, it's a dream to play with a player like Ronaldo. I want to learn so much from him. And then like three days later, Ronaldo's gone. And then he goes, it's a dream to play in the Champions League. And he wasn't included in the Champions League squad for this season. So he yeah. will not be playing in any Champions League football. So I love it because <laughs> we don't need you, my man. Uh-huh. And neither did, do they. And uh, the fact that it took that long to negotiate for Locatelli, it's pretty sad because it's clear he wanted to move there and you guys have the money to spend. You guys always have the money to spend. You've had nine years winning the title. There's no excuse mm-hmm. not to spend the money, right? Yeah. Um, that and they so, brought back, you know, McKinney, who I think did well considering, I think, he's like, I think he surpassed expectations coming from Schalke. I know he's happy because Schalke got relegated in there in the second, uh, the second league in Germany. And Federico Chiesa, the guy, I know you don't like Chiesa. I'm a fan. But the thing is, he's a, he's a good player for Italy. But then, mm-hmm. what has he done in these first three games for uh, or first two games in the Serie? That is true. He's been the worst player on the pitch each time. Okay, I don't, so. hey, you know what? You know what? I'm not even gonna argue it because I haven't even watched Juventus after that game. I was like, after after he left, I was like, okay. What uh, they no have more. this? They only have one more point than Arsenal does. They have a draw, in which Ronaldo. Went nuts and I loved seeing him go nuts and then get it called off. That was, that I, was amazing. I that was the best nuts. thing I've ever seen. I that was the best nuts. thing I've ever seen. And then they called it back. I was like, "What do you?" That I was the greatest like thing I've ever seen. I, I wish, I wish I was there. I wish I was there. Oh, Dude. if I could go back in time, that's one of the top five things I'd want to see. You Talk. crying when Ronaldo's goal gets disallowed. That'd be the time best out. thing ever. Off topic. What is that uniform? What is that? Oh, the volleyball. Oh my God! What is that? What are we doing? Like, it's like, that's, dude, that's worse than the Puma kits. It's worse than the Puma kits. They've kind of, they've all, they've outdone themselves with making the worst kit last season, their home kit. Now they made the worst away kit. Oh my gosh. I don't know what, I, I'm just happy it's over. I'm happy it's over. Um, what do you think life after Ronaldo will look like? Do you think they can Terrible. have any success in the, in the coming seasons or give it, you know, they're going to go through their banter era like how, like how you guys did before? I don't like counting out a team led by Allegri because he's a mm-hmm. fantastic manager. And, you know, now you're going to see the real Pablo Dybala. But the problem is Pablo Dybala isn't a 29 goals a game guy. Mm-hmm. And you're losing. Like, you don't have anyone on that team that's even a 20 goal a game guy. Like, the most I'll give maybe Dybala this year is maybe 15 and 8, mm-hmm. which is a good showing. But first two games... Not looking good. Empoli should not be beating you. Empoli just got promoted. So they should champions. not be winning one 0 They yeah. should not be winning one 0 Um, they do not look good. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, your goalkeeper, don't get me started on that bum. <laughs> don't get me started on Chesney. That guy is. I feel terrible for Moise Keane because then he's got that backline of racists over there with Bonucci, and I, I just don't want to see my brother there. Um. So I, I, I feel bad for him in that sense. I would have loved to see him at Milan as, as every other young striker because we need forwards because yeah. two of our three forwards are ancient. <laughs> um, 
you look at their midfield, if your best midfielder isn't even Locatelli, it's McKenney. Questions have to be asked. Um, that's their that's their I think that was their main problem all of last for season. years. You, for yeah, years, if now. you watch them play, they could not go from the back line to the strikers. It, it just didn't happen. Unless someone like a Pablo Dybala, when he actually wasn't injured, unless he dropped into the midfield to receive the ball, it was who Aaron Ramsey, what, what Rodrigo Benton, Adrian Rabio. What does Adrian Rabio do? Don't give me start on Rabio. No, no, no. What does he really do? Why is he here? I don't like watching him play. Is that because I remember, I remember, I think it was against Sassuolo last year, near the tail end of last year. He had the worst and the best game at the same time. It, it made me so mad. I just at remember one, the game when we remember when we played them last year, not the one that just passed the year before, when he mm. scored the greatest one of the greatest yeah. goals I've ever seen. He turned and into Messi lost, for like 30 and seconds. And then they lost 4 2. Yeah. And it was mainly because we were just getting past him each time. Yeah, you know I blocked your number that day. I was like, there's no way. I'm not doing <laughs> it. <laughs> no I way. remember FaceTiming you yeah. wouldn't go through. Yeah. Now I remember. It's like there's no way. I'm not subjecting myself to this kind of abuse. There's no way. Because they started off hot and he turned into Messi for like 30 seconds. I was like, holy smokes. Do you and then think it was Pioli son? ball time. And then it was yeah. Pioli ball time. And then they scored. And then they scored again. And then they scored again. And they scored one more time after that. And I was like, okay, this is just over at this point. Um, but yeah, no, Juventus' midfield has been atrocious. Um, so bringing in, or I guess keeping in permanently, um, McKinney, cool. Manuel Locatelli, I like that. Mohamed Hatsarin, obviously not this season, next season. Assuming his his projection keeps going and, and, and it proves to be true, um, I think they'll be in good hands whenever that happens. Uh, Kulusevski as well is another young guy. That Fantastic they have. player. Fantastic yeah, I'm a player. big fan of his. But their backline's getting old. You know what I mean? Benucci and Chiellini have been 30,000 years old for the last three years. Um, Juan Cuadrado is getting up there now at like 33 or something like that, or 32 maybe. And so, the lift has way too many mistakes in him. It, yeah. It's sad because he's a great defender and you can see he's got a lot in him. And I feel like this Juve move was just not right for him. And it's terrible because he was convinced by Ronaldo to come and now Ronaldo's gone. Yeah. Well, who was it? It was it was who? Dutch. Van Basten, was it, I think, in the, in the Euros after they he got said he's not. Out. he's not a good player. He yeah, said he's he not said he player. didn't get any better from when he was at Ajax. And then all the Juve fans are pissed. And then he came out and said, if Van Basten speaks, you listen. Yeah, like, yeah. Why is it that the Licht, the guy that's in question, had to come out and tell you guys to shut up because he's yeah. he's telling the truth. <laughs> yeah. See, the thing I like about that though is I like that he was honest with himself and was like, you know what, fair play. Like he didn't try to fight against it or bitch and complain, whatever like that. Um, but in terms of so Juventus transfer window, what six? A four. A four. <laughs> six five. Whatever. Um, A four for me. Losing Ronaldo hurts you guys like you said you just lost he made that he made that whole instagram post talking about please respect my club that i'm at just just to cut the next the next opportunity he's such a a liar he's actually pr7 he's such a he's pr7 with that whole water over coca-cola thing and now this (laughs) nonsense he's the definition of pr7 i don't know if it was you or not i think it was you after he broke his record, he just dipped. Said, "Yeah, I'm going back to Manchester." Yeah, said, y'all be easy. Y'all <laughs> yeah. be easy. I'm, I'm out. out. <laughs> I got my record. I'm done. So for those of you, if you're living under a rock, Ronaldo just became the all-time uh, men's international top goal scorer with 111. Um, well done, son. But I was looking at the list. Yo, no one is touching Christine Sinclair. Shout out Canada. 
I think I think keeps talking about it. He might actually end up playing to like 45 and try to break yeah, it. Yeah, I know. He's just he's just out a psychopath spite. like that. He's just a psychopath like that. Just out of spite, because um, I think her record right now, I think her thing is 167 or 180 something. It's 177. 177. 177. That's insane to me. Also considering that the next players that are active i think is marta who is 112 65 or 112 or i, don't yeah, know. I think it was one they're just or maybe they're just know. it's it's crazy how much the the women's game doesn't get the respect it deserves yeah, yeah it's not it's not as you know competitive and for some people you can say but these players are still scoring the goals like you can't yeah. a goal is a goal you can't it doesn't count for less right yeah. so if you're scoring that many goals in the on a national stage in front of the same amount of fans that you're playing and the same type of fans that you're playing there you know in the olympics winning an olympic gold medal shout out to canada again for that mm-hmm. uh competing in the world cup year after year christine sinclair is probably like what mid-30s at this point still yeah. probably the best player on the team yeah it's it, it's tied in a lot with the you know how the WNBA gets really overlooked i feel like if you're a casual fan of the sport you won't even bat two eyes at the women's side of things but when you really watch it it's the exact same game same game it's just slower that's the one thing because obviously and men traditionally are more athletic exactly and you can't control that and yeah. that's fine there's still like every person that i've ever seen that's this the women's game is the kind of guy that would play against a woman and get destroyed and just get abused yeah yeah so i mean i it's crazy because so ronaldo's number one for men's he's ninth all time. overall and that tied. Is insa- tied, yeah tied for ninth which is insane to me yeah anyways like you said if we keep talking about it, he'll probably play until he's 50 and then just yeah. you know as soon as he gets the record, he'll just retire like the next day. <laughs> um, League, uh, not that much to talk about other than PSG. Absolute joke. They had a field day. I don't even do this on FIFA. Like just off of the fact, like, oh no, it's not fun if I bring in all the best players. They said, nah, fam, we're doing it all in one window. Uh, Donnarumma, Hakimi, Ramos, Wanyado, Messi. I think they signed Nuno Mendes also from Sporting and like in just the last few, just the last few days. Who I, I like, that's a great pickup. I think he's on loan there. With an, with an obligation to buy. Okay, yeah, it's an obligation to buy. Um, so yeah, it was a great window for them. I think in terms of because what I looked at that window as was, yo, we're doing everything to convince Mbappe to stay. Exactly. Neymar, exactly. Neymar already bought in. I think he signed, well, I don't even know what contract he signed, but he signed a contract, I think, at the beginning Four of the last Four or five-year deal, something yeah. like that. He, he's so, going to be there another, another yeah. little while. He committed there already. So this was all just, we need to bring in, or uh, we need to keep Mbappe. And the one thing I liked that they did was they brought in the younger stars, like Donnarumma and like Hakimi, guys that if Mbappe signs back, he'll have some guys to play with well into his contract, right? Um, whereas someone like a Messi... 34 35 i think he's 34 going on 34 going on 35 yeah yeah where i mean shit i've said this before he again he's another one he could play until he's 50 if he wants to but and and never decline yeah and literally never never decline i've never it's the weirdest thing because if you look at messi at 19 versus messi at 35 it's the same player it just makes no sense but, he just um, got maybe a little bit better at passing, and he got a little bit smarter with his running. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. Maybe like maybe a little bit less athletic. Maybe a tad. May, and maybe because <laughs> maybe he was never an athlete bit. to begin with. Yeah. He's just yeah. different. So I mean, do you think 
with all those times, do you think that's automatically their favorites for the Champions League has to be? No? Nope. Absolutely Why? not. Pochettino. <laughs> okay. Yeah, fair play. <laughs> they're, fair play. They're, not win- they're not winning their first year. They, I... I stand by that this year they will not win the Champions League. That, that might be a hot take for people. They have mm-hmm. the best team by far. They will not win the Champions League this year. I think next year, with Messi getting a little bit more comfortable with the team, mm-hmm. you know, it's clear he's not even going to be playing every game. He's yeah. definitely not going to be wanting to play every game in uh, in Ligue 1. He's just mm-hmm. not going to be wanting to compete there. See, uh, It's not his level, you know what I mean? He's yeah. definitely above it. Um and that's no disrespect to league on as well because a lot of people like to shame it and say it's the weakest of the top five mm. it's still a top five league people can call it a farmers league all they want uh, like players that go from you know the serbian league they still mm-hmm. want to play in france so yeah. it's still one of the biggest leagues in the world and it's got there's a reason it's got some of the best players in the world bringing in donnarumma a bit pointless also one of those like we're buying him so no one else does kind of thing because yeah. Kaylor navas is much better much better but he also has a few mistakes in him so it seems that bringing in donnarumma is you know a long-term investment in that sense he's been benched every game so i've been loving it every time they pan <laughs> the camera to donnarumma just i'm having a field day for real. You know, br- bringing in Ramos, it's kind of dirty considering what they did with Thiago Silva because they told Thiago Silva you're too old, unfortunately, with all due respect and to you, we can't resign you. A guy that was the same age as Thiago yeah. Silva when Thiago Silva left. Wijnaldum right now is looking to be the worst signing of all time. <laughs> I, I, we'll wait to make our judgment on that. But I think PSG, their ceiling is a finals, but they won't win it. You don't think so, right? I mean, the one thing for me is I don't. You can't really pinpoint one weakness other than themselves. The one thing I also would the say, left back, also the left back position, because they oh, want yeah, to tail badly. It's Bernard Matt, is not right? yeah, Bernard, Bernard is not the same player, right? Yeah, and so I feel like with PSG, the one thing you can kind of knock them for, the one thing you'd give them a little bit of leeway with is is the chemistry. Like you brought in a like it's a new core of players too like inside. Like you're just kind of adding guys to play with Mbappe, Neymar. Marquinhos, Verratti, I guess, would also be in that core, and Di Maria. But, you know, Donnarumma, Hakimi, Ramos, Wijnaldum, Messi, these guys have never played together, ever. You know, Ramos and Messi have gone to war together, so, I mean, that might help, but, I mean, you don't really see too much chemistry and, and, and passing between a centre-back and a and a centre-forward like like someone like Messi. But the midfield, Wijnaldum and Verratti, I mean, it's already, like you said, it's already proven. Uh, having a hard time adjusting over there. Hakimi looks like he's doing his thing. Um, Donnarumma is like you said, I don't really know 100% why you went for that. Like, I'm a huge fan of Kayla Navas, even from when he was at Real Madrid. I wholeheartedly believe if you don't have Kayla Navas, I don't think you have th- those three Champions Leagues in a row. Now, which and yet ones? the whole time, all they talked about is replacing him with De Gea, yeah. with Courtois. Courtois. Yeah. Now, which ones do they win? They don't win. I'm not even arguing that, but it's the fact that I think he's the most underrated goalkeeper of this of the past few years. I would say. Um, I'd almost go all time. I would almost go all time. Yeah, I was gonna he's say the this starting general. goalkeeper for a three-peat Champions League side, mm-hmm. and people still think he's not one of the best goalkeepers. In the I world. was gonna say of this generation, but I but yeah, I, I'll back all time. Why not? Um, I find it a little bit unfair to him in the sense like he's never like we just said he's never had a team where it was just like you're the clear cut number one at least from a media point of view everyone's always trying to link oh this keeper is available why doesn't he go to Real Madrid you know what I mean um, and now again kind of had his spot at PSG for like a season or two and then now boom he brought in Donnarumma now um, looks like he's he's fighting for his spot 
well enough to start every game so far, so good for him. Um, but yeah, their their window, I would give it. I don't know. It depends. I'd give it a, a seven and a half or an eight, but it could easily be a ten if if Mbappe signs. But I don't think that's gonna happen. I, I think whether Mbappe signs or not, when you sign Messi, it's a ten and it's not. It's a ten. Close. <laughs> it's a ten think, and it's not. It's almost an eleven. To be you know, honest, the thing is that I also forgot to say about this. I actually also think PSG are really stupid too. Because it gets to the point where you've tried, they've tried what two or three contracts with Mbappe and it hasn't worked. Uh, Madrid Man, they going, still think there's a shot. Madrid going off for first 160, you say no. 180, you say no. 200, and you still say no. And that's still a two, 20 month profit from what you signed yeah. him for with a five year deal. So yeah. realistically, like he's running out of contract and you're still profiting. Like you're going to lose him for free next season if he doesn't sign and you would have just said no to 200 million dollars it just looks like considering that Mbappe is from Paris you know his little mm. brother plays in the youth academy as well they look they feel that they still have an opportunity with him but yeah. I, I think there's no shot I think he's going to be gone by next year on a mm-hmm. free and you know Real Madrid fans should be happy there's nothing to complain about what What's there to really compete for in La Liga this year anyways you're, you're not the best team with all due respect because Atletico just we'll talk about them they sign a lot better players and you're better than barca still so yeah there's nothing to really worry about so we'll see we'll see what happens with that but uh moving to bundesliga now bayern munich you want to talk about a team that just robs their competition it's bayern munich those guys it was a highway robbery what they did to leipzig so they signed their captain their their best defender well also captain slash best midfielder their best defender and their manager all in one window like what are we What's going on? Is Leipzig a store? Is that a, is that a, is that is that some kind of sporting goods store that I haven't heard about where there's a fire sale going on? What's happening? Because is there not, is there a clause that says you guys can't say no? You know what I mean? You guys are just out here getting. Nah, I don't know. You guys just out here. A bit sir for fifteen mil, Upamecano for free. Yeah, what's what's really going on right now? You know what I mean? I mean, they lost Alaba. They lost Javi Martinez, who uh, he wasn't really a core part of it. Not at this point, anyways, because he's a lot older now. It doesn't really get first team minutes as much. Alaba was a bit of a loss, but I mean, you're kind of plugging that hole right away with Upamecano. You're strengthening your midfield more, I guess. Who you lost Tiago last season, who kind of died, like just withered away when he went to Liverpool. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll see come a healthy Liverpool though. I yeah, think, I think he's gonna be changing yeah. up a lot of people's opinions on that. We'll see. I'm a huge. I, I, I like Thiago. I'd like to see him do well. His first game, I think it was against Chelsea, like when like his debut for Liverpool, passed him to death, and it, it, it was really nice. But since then, you know, injury riddled and just can't really can't really get on the pitch. Um, Julian Nagelsmann, I'm a fan of his. I like the way he he was like what he was doing at Leipzig, especially having I'd say lower profile players and i use that lightly just because it's not the the lewandowski's the hollands of of the league so that's exactly why like the red bull like that's their kind of motto right they buy players and they develop them they get players that specifically fit that mold and then all they do is they expect to sell everybody on they're not expecting anybody to stay there forever yeah and i don't know i've always had a problem with that sort of like not the fact that I have two though. I do too. Yeah. I don't like selling clubs. I don't like Ajax. I don't like Atalanta. I think like these guys, Dortmund does they, that. You should want to be better. Like, why do you yeah. want to be just a B tier side? Yeah, like Dortmund does that a lot too. Like, I'm happy they're they. Like, I mean, we'll talk about Dortmund in a little bit, but I'm happy they 
they've managed to actually fight off everyone and keep Holland. It seems like Holland wants to stay there. Um, but I've never understood the philosophy of we're going to build great players and then kind of just sell them off. Like from an Ajax point of view, I understand it a little bit more because let's be honest, no one's really challenging them these days for, for Eredivisie. Right, they're gonna win the league anyways. For for Ajax, their 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 goal should always be Champions League. But you're not gonna do that selling players. You know what I mean? Whereas someone like a Dortmund or a Leipzig, you're not winning Champions League and you're not even winning your own domestic league, which is what Ajax are doing. Right, so you're still selling players. You're not really getting better or anything like that. Um, but yeah, Bayern Munich. Where do you think they kind of match up in the UC in the Champions League? I'd still I'd assume they're still favorites for Bayern. I feel like that's the clear consensus that they're favorites for uh, I mean for the Bundesliga. But where do you put them in in Champions League? I think they're favorites. I think uh, there's a good like six to eight teams that could easily win the Champions League. Mm-hmm. I think Bayern should be one of them. When you have a player like Lewandowski coming off uh, what a 44, 40 something yeah. goal season. Uh, still in great form, still in top shape. You, you've got, you've improved. You've got backups in Sabitzer, who's a fantastic player for 15 miles. I would have loved to have Sabitzer for 15 miles. Mm. He's significantly better than Brahim, who Brahim's a great player and all, but he can't last the full 90. He's after 60, 65, the guy's gassed, and we have no one to replace him except Krunic. And Krunic is clearly not the player we need, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Upa Meccano on a free steal of a deal. Out of the three, you know, French defenders at Leipzig, he's undoubtedly the best one. They ended up keeping uh, Mukiele, who's, I'd say, the second best one. Konate is probably the worst one of the three, but still great. Mm-hmm. Mukiele, the reason they're probably not selling him is because since he can play both right back and center back, they're probably asking for a little bit more Very for him. A lot of players, a lot of clubs wouldn't want to pay the money that Leipzig is asking for during the pandemic with all the money being shifted around right now. It's going to be a little tougher for them to sell him, but it's it should be a lock that Bayern's going to be competing for a Champions League title and a lock for the title, for sure. Yeah. I think so. Their transfer window, I would say, honestly, is pretty high. No, it'd be eight, nine. I mean, morally, morally. I'll give him a nine. I'll give him a nine just because yeah. you're bringing in the best coach in the league. It, mm-hmm. It's sad because it's just not fair. Yeah. Juve used to do this too. I remember when Juve signed Higuain and then they signed Pjanic yeah. and then it was just anytime those teams would actually compete with them, yeah, well, let's take your best player. Yeah, yeah. that's why I, I'm saying, I don't like that. That's but why I'm saying, I'll give him a nine. That's why I'm saying morally, that transfer window is like a one, bro. I can't believe you guys had the had the pride, the audacity to even do that. You know what I mean? Exactly. <laughs> but um, is what it is. Dortmund, who we sort of touched on a little bit, um, like we said, one of those selling clubs that I don't know, just like to ship off all their great. I mean, aside from Marco Royce, who has made it adamant every single time you ask him, like he wants to, he wants to stay here. You know what I mean? They've let go of Lewandowski, let go of Götze in the bat in the past. Um, they let go of Jaden Sancho this year. Thank you for that, by the way. Um, but it looks like Holland wants to stay. Also, I would love it if Holland stayed there. If he inks like a like a, a four or five year, I don't know what his contract is looking like right now. I don't know when it's up. Um, but I would like to see Holland resign. A contract there they have guys like jude bellingham jail reina jude bellingham's one of those guys where i don't know if they're really gonna if he's gonna stay just because he's a british player and british guys don't really stay abroad yeah they they, they might do a little one two years outside the premier league just to come back to the premier league it's kind of like a, it's a weird like cult kind of thing they got going on with uh with british players but um if it, it, some some fishy about it to be honest yeah there's a because i remember i think it was last year Thomas Mueller said something about how, like, I'll never play in the Premier League because they don't play anywhere else either. So why would I go and 
and entertain British fans. You know what I mean? And I loved it. Like, it was spot on. Like, I loved it. I love Thomas Miller. Um, but, you know, they brought in Daniel Mellon from PSV, who, again, had a he had a decent a decent Euros run, you say? He had a bad last game. Yeah, okay. Aside from that. But, <laughs> but he had a yeah, decent... he was all he right. A, he had a decent run, so I'd assume he's the... Nat- you're you're going to be grooming him to sort of take that natural Sancho role as an attacker. As um, the second striker almost. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, I mean, they have a lot of good young players. From what I remember when I was doing the research, aside from Sancho, I don't really know if they gave up anything too, too significant. Like They did sign another keeper because Berkey wasn't cutting the mustard anymore. They, they yeah. needed a new goalkeeper, which was remains to be seen how good he will be because, you know, he's been missing for, like, that goalkeeper position is the reason that they were losing games last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as for the other, like, key hole in the team, you're looking at um, Thomas Mounier, who Not is yet. horrific. He, he's terrible. He's useless. <laughs> he's completely terrible. Like, going from Hakimi to Mounier, I know every Dortmund fan that I know is, like, on suicide watch because they can't <laughs> handle this kid. This guy, the second someone, he just watches, you know what I mean? He doesn't defend, he doesn't press. There's nothing he really does on the football pitch. He's almost like a right back, uh, um, Adrian Rabio, in that sense. So, yeah, I uh, I don't know. I think Holland's gone by next year to City. I, I yeah. don't see. I don't see him that staying. Was, I, he's, that was... a, he's a childhood City fan. His dad's played for City. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's a foregone conclusion he'll be there. Whether it's next year or the year after, I think he's going to be there soon. So that was one of the things where um, where it's kind of bittersweet. I mean. Now, is it hopeful thinking to begin with? Maybe. But I was still on that hill that, yo, Holland's coming to, to United because I was under the impression that they would at least get somebody of a Harry Kane, Messi, Ronaldo, whoever it may be. But now that we've signed Ronaldo for the next two years, I wouldn't be surprised if he extends again after that. For I think it's I think his contract now is two years the option for another year. Um, I didn't even see an option. I just saw the two years. I'm pretty sure it's two years, and he has the option if he wants to go for three, um, which I'd assume... Messi has that as well. Messi yeah. has that as well. So I would assume he would go with the three years, and then might as well make it five, you know what I mean? Like, just... <laughs> and the guy's going to be 41 in a wheelchair, still heading in a yeah. goal, and then... <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that's what happened, because now that we have Ronaldo, and he's going to stay for X amount of time, I feel like... That move to like Holland's move to City got that much closer. Right? I feel like it's that much more realistic. It's that much more. And United keeps saying that they're still confident they can lure Holland, but it's mm-hmm. just first of all, there was no pull. Yeah. Like people say, oh yeah, he's Norwegian, you know, Ole likes him. Yeah. Bro, there is not a single person that actually respects Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. And I, I it's sad because he's not a horrible coach. He's just not good enough currently to manage Manchester United. You know what it is? I think. It's. I think it's that, and it also has. It's his demeanor. He doesn't come across as a. He comes across as like an assistant coach that's yeah. friends with the friends with the guys. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like yeah. my assistant manager being two years older than me. That's uh-huh. kind of what I see Ole being like with like Harry Maguire. Yeah. Hey Harry. One hundred. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> hey buddy. One hundred percent. Like, I don't know how else to explain it, but you know how there's certain guys. There's the guys like the Mourinho's, or even if they're not the top You're of their, their, afraid their of game. Him. Yeah, like he demands that sort of respect. He's got a certain reputation to him where Sosar doesn't really. I mean, I think he's a great, I think he's a good manager. 
I'm happy he was able to attract. Like, that kind of puts the dead in the water. He's able to attract players. We know that because Sancho signed, Varane signed, now Ronaldo. Um, now, I mean, is this just going to become Team Ronaldo at this point? Like, I don't really, I can't, I cannot picture in my head a, a scenario where Solskjaer is telling Ronaldo what to do. You know what I mean? Nor can I, can I picture. Could you imagine scenario? him subbing him out? Could you imagine that's subbing him out? That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't. Because I think saw how you would have to Pirlo would sub him out. Could you yeah. imagine him? Ole subs him out? I don't think that can happen. Like, I feel like it's just going to be like, Ronaldo, are you okay? Do you want to, you good? You want to come out or are you good? You know what I mean? <laughs> One of those Especially because he he kind of talked shit about him the day before. He was like, "When you play for Manchester United, mm. you don't go to Man City." Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. And I, I I'm I don't know if it was actually ever like an official. I don't think anything really concrete came out about it. But I'd like to know what what uh, Ferguson did to talk to him. Probably like, just I don't know. gave him a call. Yeah, I'd love to know what that conversation was like. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, what, what are you? What's going on? Stop playing games now. You know what I mean? <laughs> But um, yeah, Dortmund. Another guy that that Dortmund have young guy Yusufa Mukoko, who's only like sixteen yeah, now. Great player. Who I think Holland's been on record saying multiple times that like he's better. He's way better than he was when he was at that age. So we'll see how he. I think he's he's German, right? Yeah, I think he's German. Yeah. Um. So we'll see how how he does. I'd love to see him start getting integrated into the first team. First team. I think this is the first his first year on the first team, right? But before he was kind of training with them. He was kind of halfway in that last year. He played a few games, yeah. but now he, I believe he did play a few games in the beginning of the season so far. Yeah. So. so I'd like to see him get more playing time. He'll be a good player. Um, Dorman's overall thing, I'd say like an eight is what I'm saying. Just because, they, I mean, it's been quiet. They haven't Losing done Losing Sancho, uh, it's tough. Oxygen because fresh. He, forgot about that's that. important. Yeah. I'll give him six <laughs> and a half to a seven. Yeah, I'll give him a seven because it's, Again, it's been quiet. They haven't done too much. Um, Leipzig, who we kind of talked about already before, we can make just make it quicker. They just got robbed, essentially. They just he just got boom ganged by uh, by Bayern <laughs> Munich. So so I don't really know how to score this. It kind of uh, I want to say less than a five because what did you? I mean, do? They, they they did sign Andre Silva. But, okay, but, but the yeah. thing is, I don't respect Andre Silva like the others because yeah. I know there's Bundesliga tax when this guy gets 25 goals this season because I know that that's just him playing in the Bundesliga, right? Yeah. Because I know those guys don't defend properly because, yeah, yeah he's going to look nice there. And then when I saw him on Milan and he was useless, <laughs> right? Yeah, he looks nice in the Liga Nos and the Bundesliga, but what's he, where's he doing uh, for Portugal yeah. against Belgium? Invisible. Nothing. You know what I mean? So like, yeah, he's a, that's a good signing, I guess, considering it's a Bundesliga to Bundesliga club. But yeah, I'd say like a five because yeah. they didn't have any control over who they lost other than Sabitzer. And Sabitzer, yeah. he was gone either way. I, back in June, he said he was out. Yeah. And it just it just so happened, no one was probably bidding for him and except for Bayern, so they had no choice. It was like a deadline day signing at that point, right? Yeah, so uh, that, that, that's the Bundesliga, the Liga now. Final three teams, Barcelona, Real Madrid, Atletico. Barcelona will start with, obviously. Um, their biggest thing that's happened to them is that they were just donkeys and just messed it up with Messi. So the whole thing with Messi, um, it was essentially a product of the whole financial fair play thing. No, like they fu- no they, they just, it's just La Liga was so dominant with these big three that they had mm-hmm. to introduce the salary cap. And yeah. with all the salaries that they've been giving out to the likes of TT. Kanich, mm-hmm. uh, Griezmann, so on and so forth. It wasn't even financial fair play at this point because like they, they were fine and, there. Yeah, and they, they had to. They still, when you're Barcelona and when you have a player like Leo Messi, you're always selling jerseys, so you're yeah. always in the clear in that 100%. sense, right? And I think it came out recently. I think it's Busquets and I don't know if it's Busquets and PK or Busquets and Jordi Alba. 
but I know two players took pay cuts so they can finally finally PK like, was one of them. Yeah, I don't so know they what can register um, uh, Sergio Aguero because he's kind of just been like on ice. And he and he just doesn't want to be there either because he's yeah. supposedly injured now, but we know he's not. He just doesn't yeah. want to be there because he came there to see his best friend. Yeah, he you came know, for uh, Messi. Messi is his son's godfather. They've yeah. been playing together since Bear since tight. the youth age. I, Beijing 2008, they got a gold medal together. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? They they wanted to play together. Messi was expecting the sign of Barcelona this year, mm-hmm. and it just so happened uh, Bartomeu or yeah, it's Bartomeu that messed it up. Yeah, Bartomeu mm-hmm. messed up this club for good because they, when you're getting a player like Griezmann earning just less than Messi, and Messi was willing to pay cut his pay cut pay his pay, I can't even speak. Holy, <laughs> he was willing to cut his pay in half, and they still couldn't sign him. There's a problem, right? Yeah. It's, I mean, so, I mean, in terms of who they let go, Antoine Griezmann, Junior Firpo, Jean-Claude Sadibo, Emerson, like we talked before. And, and it looks like Pjanic is gone today. It looks like he's going yeah, to free agent to Besiktas. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. Who did they, I mean, okay, so this is the thing. I don't think they're going to be ass. I don't think they're going to be horrible. Um, they signed Luke de Jong to replace Aguero. Uh, yeah. Reason, that was, you know what I mean? Yeah. A guy that scored nine goals last season. Yeah, so I mean, Memphis Depay looks good. He's, I'd say, he's their biggest sign. Very good. Yeah, Very he good. looks, he looks class. Um, Yusuf Demir, I'm a, I'm a big fan of him. I forgot what team he came from. Some team in Austria? Is it Austria? I'm honestly I'm not, not sure. Even sure. I'm not sure. But yeah. he came from a smaller club um, to Barcelona. He's really, I feel like he kind of, he's gonna fit that bolt, that 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 mold of um, very similar to like a Pedri Gonzalez or. Um, Ricky, I don't know how do you say his name. Ricky Pooch, I think Pooch, is how you yeah. say. Yeah, Pooch. Ricky Pooch. He's one of those small, shifty, good on the ball midfielders um, that can take up the ball in, in in tons of traffic, everything like that. Um, obviously, Aguero, like we just mentioned, we'll see how that pans out. And then Eric Garcia from Manchester City. Um, but the story for Barca this season has to be Ansu Fati, right? Because he's coming off yeah. a, an injury that could potentially break a career and the guy's yeah. career just started right yeah the injury that he sustained with that acl like people don't come back from that and he's only what 19 mm-hmm. yeah so he's got the number 10 now it could be potentially an alexander pato type of situation where the guy just can't recover and it, it would Pray be horrible to not. see because the guy is he's fantastic on the ball there's a reason they gave him the number 10 out of every other player they mm-hmm. could have given it to the but they decided they wanted to give it to the future of the club and it's tough because I hate the La Liga's rules on the La Liga. La Liga's rules. <laughs> La is literally the. Yeah. Um, on numbers, in the sense that if you retire a number, that means you're allowed only one less player in your squad because the numbers go from mm-hmm. one to twenty-six. So yeah. they can't retire a number ten because then they have only twenty-five players and everyone else has twenty-six. Yeah. Which is why Ronaldo's number never got retired and so on and so so forth. So. I mean, I the story's got to be like how well will he perform. In a, yeah. in a season where the team is worse, but it is sometimes easier to play better in a worse team, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll see how it goes. I, I don't think they'll be competing, but they'll probably be in the third or fourth spot in La Liga for sure. Yeah, I think they'll always, yeah, they'll always be at the upper end of the La Liga table, and uh, and we'll see how all that goes. The one thing I was I was going to say something that I completely forgot about. Um, I'm talking about Anthony Fadi. I really do. Oh! is is pedri i think they need to do because we saw the picture we saw the video that kid looked dead i don't 
And I know it wasn't all them. It was the Spanish national team also. And right? also him yeah. wanting to play. Like, he yeah, doesn't him want wanting to go on to vacation. Play. He yeah. doesn't want to go on a vacation. But you guys, as as managers, as, as, as coaching staff who have been here for years, you need to realize when, yo, doesn't matter if you don't want to play or if you still want to play sit out you know what i mean because especially gonna... we're just coming off we're just coming off a compressed season where because of covid mm-hmm. we had to start late finish early for the euros it was yeah. it was hard to navigate that and you had a guy that's what 19 20 years old mm-hmm. and his first big season for this Not club even like, playing yeah like 18, champions 19. league copa del rey la liga all these competitions playing the olympics playing the euros mm-hmm. and big minutes in the in the olympics and the euros as well and like it just looked like they were running him into the ground and i was thinking it was like just please don't like don't kill this kid you know what i mean like let him breathe and it's like 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 we we're just saying even if he wants to play you need to learn to pump the brakes for him and be like no 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 we don't need you for this you know what i mean um because what he ended up getting i think was it a three-week vacation or two-week vacation and he cut it to one or something yeah he could have found i'm like guy go home <laughs> go home take a nap you know what is going on right now but um yeah barcelona's transfer window what would you rate that? It, it, it can't be that high. I mean, Messi's gone. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I'll give him a Sub four five. just because you, you signed some good players, but Messi's gone. So yeah. I'll give him a four. I was going to go anywhere sub five, so we can go with four. Um, Real Madrid. They were. I think Real Madrid's transfer window would have been a lot worse if they weren't Real Madrid. You know what I mean? If you if, didn't If the have... Super League was about, then Mbappe would have signed. That's the truth. Okay, yeah. I, I know my yeah. guy... Flo Perez is pissed. <laughs> but, I mean, so they lost Ramos. They lost Varane. They're two starting center backs in one window. They lost Bogard. Yeah, who, uh, who? I mean, he wanted to leave. It's not like they wanted to ship him out. He wanted to go because he wasn't getting first team minutes. Um, but on the flip side, you brought in David Alaba, who I think will do good things for them. And then, of course, Eduardo Camavinga, who, you know, pretty much everyone that was anyone in Europe was kind of going after him. And so, what's really smart about the Camavinga signing that people aren't realizing, they signed him as a Real Madrid uh, Castilla signing, meaning he's part oh. of the B team. So in the sense that I told you that, you know, when you have a squad, it's 1 to 26. Yeah. They have those 26 players, plus they have Camavinga since he's, what, 19, I believe, yeah. playing for the B side. And they can call him up with any number at any time and no worries about that. And ah. it's clear that he's good enough to sign for mm. Real Madrid right away. But they're holding off in the case that they could potentially bring someone in in January or they were waiting for potentially a final bid for Mbappe accepted. Mm-hmm. It, it's very, very smart. That's why they're the best club in the world, bar none. They're the most well-run club. A lot of mistakes and they don't, you know, there's no worries about it, right? Yeah. Plus both of their starting center backs, which is horrible. And yet, other than not signing a center back, they're fantastic because Nacho Fernandez is coming off a fantastic season. He had a really good season. Eder Militao, both a great Copa America and a great end of the season. He's also versatile. Of, I've sort of lightened up on Militao. I used to you used to hate the guy. Yeah, you used I used to, to not like him at all. Now I'm seeing the light a little bit more. You know what I mean? Because this man, there's a reason why you're on Real Madrid. If you were really dog, you wouldn't be here. And I thought the, I used that. to think the same thing about Casemiro, and then I realized. I know this guy's role now. It's it's almost the thing of I used to not like Barcelona. Like not that I don't, I still don't like it. Like Tiki Taka, it's not my favorite style of football. Mm. But as I grew up and I watched more football, I understood why it was so mm-hmm. prevalent and why it worked so well and why it was so undefeated, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is why I I now despise you know the sit back, the Atletico, the 
talked to bus football. Mm. I don't know. It's one of those ones where like, so for as it pertains to athletically, the teams that are more defensive, me as a defender, I like that because I like watching the I great like defensive watching, plays. Great yeah, defensive plays. yeah, the communication, the organization, and there's something about just being able to frustrate a team. Like, yo, we scored in the first five minutes, you can't do nothing about it. You know what I mean? No, it's, but then he does that, and then he goes up against the Chelsea in the semifinals or yes. Real Madrid in the finals, and then he gets put on his ass because yeah. he sucks because yeah. he, it's not gonna work again. Yeah. Like, you don't yeah. win any yeah you win the league but what else do you do you know 100%. what i mean like like how do you have this much firepower up top and you guys are sitting back behind the halfway line yeah yeah that's that's the one thing and i, I mean we'll, we'll get to atletico but real madrid they're i mean their team's getting old their core is getting old benzema cruz modric or hazard all 30 years old i think casemiro's late 20s i think he's 29 now or 28 something like that i didn't even mention marcelo marcelo's well into his 30s as well um, that guy's gone. That guy's gone. Yeah, so. probably gone. But but it's one of the like Real Madrid. Like I said, they're one of those teams where they're so well run. Where you have guys. So okay, Modric goes down. You have someone like a Fede Valverde. That's fantastic. Like people yeah. don't realize how good Fede Valverde is. And I'm, the fact that he's sitting on the bench. Yeah, he's an amazing player, and I like that he's versatile. Also, they even deployed him as a right back sometimes last season. And he was um, great there. In that yeah. game against Chelsea, he had a shift that right back. Mm-hmm. And then you know Cruz. You know, gets gets out, whatever, whatever. Now you have Kamavinga. Before it was Martin Odegaard. That would have been a really nice midfield um, in the future if you had, if you were able to keep Odegaard, Valverde, and and Kamavinga. Uh, Valverde being that one holding piece, that that central midfielder. Um, you don't really have to worry too much about Casemiro because he's not getting up there in age, provided he doesn't get injured. Hopefully, not going. He doesn't get injured or anything like that. Benzema's game is kind of timeless, like where it doesn't it doesn't affect him too much. He's like 33, I think now, but he's still. He's still a world-class player in my in my opinion. To me, just resigned as well. Yeah, just resigned, and then obviously, I would assume it's you can safely say that they'll probably get Mbappe next year. Um, so I think Benzema will still be there in the, in the in that sense where okay, you might have to deploy Mbappe a little bit as a winger more, or just kind of share that time as striker. Uh, where if Mbappe's not playing on the wing, he'll, he'll just go in as striker and give Benzema a rest. Um, but they have so many good young guys on their team. So it's kind of like, even though your guys are getting older, and it's not like Cruz or Modric or any of them, Hazard are necessarily playing bad. It's just... Hazard is. Age. Hazard is. I mean, okay. Hazard's never been the same since he since he got here from Chelsea. That was a really big fall off. Um, but it's I wouldn't, I wouldn't say it's alarming. Like, oh my God, we need something. Because then, boom, you have Vinicius, you have Rodrigo. All these other young guys. And Vinny's having a great start mm-hmm. to the season. Are in the top goal score run. I'm pretty sure he's already over. Like he, he's done, scored more goals than he did last season in the yeah. 38 game span. And he's been creating. Uh, I know that Copa America probably helped him out, like in terms of playing with a bunch of quality players. He he learned a lot more about his game, and he's able to be a lot more calm on the ball. Yeah. From what I see. 100. So I mean, I think their wind it's weird they're, what would you put their window at i mean what would you what would you make what would you rate their their transfer window i'll give them a seven and a half they didn't get Mbappe, yeah. and that's the main thing but yeah. and that's that's out of their control though you know what i mean you gave the money he's worth yeah but you know uh not replacing two starting center backs that are you know team of the year like and back in the days quality like they well, were well like, david alaba will, will slide in there at center back and i think it'll do but he's job. not even a center back though you know what yeah, i mean not naturally like not he's naturally. a fullback he's more of a midfielder as well like he's mm-hmm. more if i like him better as a casemiro backup than i like him as anything else yeah 
Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, I mean, for this team, I wouldn't. I would. I like. They obviously they're not bringing him in to be off the bench. So I don't know. Like, I I agree. I do like him in the, as a as a midfielder. But because you already have someone like Casemiro, it wouldn't make sense to make him come off the bench. Um, left back, it's Ferlin Mendy that's kind of taken over that role. So it's just naturally makes sense for him to start that center back role, whether or not that's his favorite role or his best role. Even it's just you know you can have him. He can play here. That's what we're gonna do. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I would I would agree with a seven, seven and a half, but it could have easily been a, a five or a four. No, I mean, I was gonna say a five or a four if, if it wasn't Real Madrid and they didn't have that oh. pull to get Alaba and, and get Camavinga and have yeah. these backup players. But yes, and it also had they gotten Mbappe, it would have been, been a 10. Time. Yes, yes, could have been a 10 if they got Mbappe. Um, now Atletico, like I think we were just mentioning before, Atletico. The defending champions right now signed Rodrigo De Paul. Where is he? I don't even remember where he's from. Rodrigo Udinese. He is yeah. a absolute baller. I he am had, so jealous about that signing. He honestly. had a great Copa America. Um, Mateus Cunha's from Hot No Ber- Hertha Berlin. Hertha Berlin, Hertha right? Berlin. Berlin. And then obviously they brought back uh, my boy Anton Griezmann. I let. I mean, like you were saying before, they don't like him in Madrid. But no, yeah, so I don't get of... it. I don't get. I don't get that signing. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Like they hate him because he said he's resigning. He said he's staying after the, uh, the World Cup, and then next year he said, "Y'all be easy. I'm out." And then left. Um, I don't know. I I love Griezmann's game. His game is is phenomenal to me. If I was building a team, I'd want my forwards to watch Antoine Griezmann because I mean, you saw it in the Euros. He's one of those guys. 80th, 86th minute. I'm a forward, but I'm tracking back still. You know what I mean? I'm also a defender too. Um, and I think that's something that Diego Simeone doesn't get enough credit for um, in terms of the, I mean, that he imprinted so much on Antoine Griezmann's game that just makes it, that took it to the next level. I think Griezmann's the perfect guy that could bring in for someone like a, uh, like a Joao Felix to watch because that's Joao Felix's one knock is he doesn't really fit that athletical build because he's more of a on the ball quality forward where on a team where you got you don't really get the ball that much because you guys are like you said before you're behind the half where you're defending, right? And this kind of shows Joao um, Felix. Look, this is what it is. You want to stay on this team. You want to be a club legend, X Y Z, whatever. This is the work that you have to put in. This is the kind of player you have to be. Um, do you think they can they can repeat with those additions or? Well, this is the first time in the last 15, 20 years, maybe even longer, that they have the best attack in La Liga, right? Yeah. And uh, they've always had the best goalkeeper in the world. Yeah, no black. And the best, the best defense. Mm-hmm. Losing Saul is a bit of a tough loss because you know he's a key player for that side. But you know, if they sign all these attackers and just play the way they're gonna play, this is pointless, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't, I don't see what the need for this is. Like I don't see. The, uh, Rodrigo de Paul, I really, really like that signing. I don't see the need to sign Griezmann and Cunha if you have the likes of Suarez and the likes of uh, Joao Felix, who was balling when he had his chance last season, mm-hmm. up until the midway point of the season when they started falling off a little bit. He mm-hmm. was fantastic. So I don't know how important this is really for them. The league, I think that, yeah, I think they should be the favorites to, to go back to back. But you know all, all these signings just to go out to Milan in the group stages. It's it's pretty tough. <laughs> like I, I, they're my pick. They're my pick to go third in that group. Eh, Liverpool first, Milan yeah. second. Yeah, I'm being I mean, that serious about you, that. You you have the actually is this the group? I guess this would be the the better group of death. There's a few... you got to think about the fact that it's Pioli ball versus Simeone ball, right? And Which Pioli is ball is, like, is the most attacking football, and then you got Simeone ball who just is back. So which one is gonna win here? I don't know. I feel like because Atletico are one of those teams where 
if you're playing against them, you better pray that they don't score early. Because then at that point, they have no more incentive to go forward. And it's just, okay, we're putting 100% of our energy into defending. Right? I, it's disgusting. I despise it. I'm yeah, it's lie. the worst football in the world. The best thing you can do is score early and then kind of force them to play out of their comfort zone and force them to attack. You know what I mean? But if they, if they score first, it's, it's dramatically harder to beat them now. Um, we didn't actually even talk about too much about the Champions League group stages. Um, I'd say you guys do have the main group of death, Atletico, 100%. Liverpool, Porto, AC Milan. Group A is also not that easy. Manchester City, PSG, Leipzig, and the Club Bruges from, from Belgium. That's just two team teams, though. That's just two teams at this point. But this I think... Club Bruges, yeah, they got Tejon Buchanan recently. Shout out mm-hmm. to him. Yeah. But what else do they have out in Club Bruges? And... Leipzig isn't that team that we've seen from years before. Yeah, it's the, okay, you know what? That's true. In my head, I'm still thinking of Leipzig as like it's, it's very easy because players. they've been that team that got to the semifinals of the Champions League. But it's yeah. just now you lost Nagelsmann, now you lost Werner, now you lost the likes Upa Meccano, of uh, Sabitzer. You don't have um, a great midfielder Nadi Keita anymore. Mm-hmm. It's it, there's a lot missing there. So yeah. it's tough for me to like. I I think this might be their last Champions League run until they decide they find a coach better than Nagelsmann and find some better young talent. Very true. But um, but yeah, I'd say Atletico's transfer window. I don't know what a five. Would they? Really? I don't really like. I give bring... this a nine. I give this a nine. Atletico's after you just said they brought in a whole bunch of guys for no reason. They brought him in for no reason, but they're great players. They're great players. Here, here, here's, my, here's my reasoning with, with, with the five. Is that you brought them in, they're great players, but again, it's kind of... It's you don't redundant. play that football, so why do you... Yeah, it's yeah. redundant. It, I don't... I mean, like I said, I stand by what I said with Griezmann. I think from a from a mentoring kind of view, I mean, if that... I think Griezmann seems like the kind of guy you can approach and ask him questions about X, Y, Z, whatever. Um, from a mentoring point of view, for someone like Young, like Joao Felix... Um, I like that Griezmann move. Rodrigo DePaul, he's a he's just a centerman. He's just a box to box sauce. He yeah. is the definition of sauce. Like he was pinging balls. You remember, everywhere. you remember like Rui Rui Costa back in the day? Yeah, yeah. That's the closest comparison That's I can him. bring to Rodrigo DePaul. He is he's the definition of class. Like I love this yeah. player. And then Mateus Cunha also is kind of just like again, he's a he's a he's a good attacker, but it's redundant because you're not really. He's gonna get what, maybe ten minutes to shine out of ninety minutes. I guess. I guess maybe what he's planning on doing is doing a big European run and try and go for a treble, right? Because he's bringing in two. He's gonna have four forwards now, so he's gonna be rotating two forwards for the league, two forwards Mm -hmm. for the Champions League. He's got DePaul, who's a great replacement for Saul. Yeah. Saul's a little, in my opinion, much more important. But you know, DePaul, hell of a signing. Like that Mm -hmm. right there is what puts me, puts me to a nine for them. Bringing in Griezmann. You know, Barcelona's got to kiss their feet for taking those wages off of their hands <laughs> um, and taking any money. I think it's $40 million with ob- obligation to buy. Yeah. Um, Mateus Cunha, a good signing. Uh, like, I don't know. I, th- I think they're nine or maybe eight. I think eight would be a little bit better of a, of yeah. a rating. Yeah, maybe I was being harsh. But, um, yeah, those are the big teams that I don't think we... Is there anything we missed out from small teams maybe that... that jumped out i don't really think so i think we talked we touched on yeah. all of it we but, um, touched on anything. but uh oh i guess roma had a decent transfer window oh bringing in tammy up with roma they got tammy they sh- they signed a bunch of uh, different players in this new Mourinho era mm. there's a guy they signed named shomoroto this was back uzbekistani guy he's oh yeah been playing very well everyone was disrespecting because they're like 20 mil for tingus pingus and he's been fantastic <laughs> 
um, you know, they missed out on Jaka. You know, they dodged the bullet there. Mr. Yeah, Anthony I don't, Max I don't got COVID right away. Yeah, yeah I don't him, see I that as missing out on Granit Xhaka. I was, I think you guys are lucky that that didn't go through. And Granit. I think they renewed him, right? Arsenal renewed him. They, they did. They just signed him back to like a four-year contract, I think, something like that. Dude had like three. They games. renewed him to not get a vaccine and get COVID right away. Dude, and the thing Good that guy. kills me with Arsenal, I mean, I'm going back, back to Arsenal now, just like really quickly. That game against City, when he flies in with two feet and for whoever, right? Straight red card. Not only did he act surprised that he got a straight red card, when he's walking off, Arteta like slaps him on the butt, like saying like, yo, you know, like, good job. Whatever, man, it happens. It yeah, happens. like, no, it doesn't just happen. He has so many, I don't know what the number. They had 11% of the ball and he was flexing. Yeah, but I think he has like, I think it's 11 red cards in his career. Chill out. You know what I mean? What do you do? There's being physical and there's just being dumb. You know what I mean? Now, like, there was no need. And, and that- I, I actually love him as a player. Me personally, I'm a big fan of Ryan Xhaka, just not with Arsenal Football Club. I think he, any other team, any other league in the world, mm. world class, honestly. Because yeah, we, we, but- we saw what he did with Switzerland. Had he yeah. been playing in that uh, semifinal against Spain, quarterfinal, pardon me, we probably would have seen Spain in the semis. I, I, I mean, uh, Switzerland in the semis. Switzerland in the semis. I agree to to a certain extent. I mean, it get like he had a good Euros, but not enough to merit a four year contract, five year. Oh contract, no, yeah, no, was, that's, four or five that's year ridiculous. Contract. He should have been sold. And Mourinho, that's another Mourinho masterclass there because he made them think he wants one of their players, and then just yeah. backed out right away because he said, "I'm not paying so and so money," and no one else wants to buy him. So one last like, oh. two raw for Tottenham right there. One last goodbye. Not even gift. Tottenham, just Mourinho <laughs> being in their heads right free. Because even in the Chelsea days, right? Like yeah. Wenger and him with the major, major beef. beef. All the so time. Like, shout out to Mourinho, honestly. He's I think people are gonna be turning everyone called him, you know, washed up and called him out saying he's done. Mm-hmm. I think he's gonna be turning a lot of heads with Roma this season. Tammy yeah. Abraham had a great start to football. Shomorodov. Uh they brought in Rui Patricio. Uh, oh, yeah. They replaced a goalkeeper that st- stunk with Paulo Lopez. They're not going to be making those rookie mistakes they made last year because they literally would lose games because they would sub in a sixth player. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, I'm ha- I'm excited to see what what they do. Especially, I'm, I'm excited to see how Tammy does. I mean, he's ha- I think he has what two goals and like three assists or something like yep, that in his first like few games. So yeah. uh, uh, we'll see how it happens. It'll be good. But um, you know, thank you, man, for coming on, talking, talking footy with me. Always a pleasure. Uh, An honor, man. I'm I'm always happy to talk some footy with you, whether it's on your show or mine or Northside. We're always, we're always talking about some footy. Well, even through texts, we're always we're always course, talking about this stuff. So. Even though the times where um I've had to block Milan because we're just not friends for a day or two after <laughs> after whatever happens. But um, yeah, I'll uh actually we didn't even talk about it. I'll, I'll plug it in, in the in the description. But you know, Milan's got his own podcast now. Um, slightly, uh, slightly biased sports talks. Y'all go check that out. Sir, I was yes, on it sir. once. Um, hey, yeah, man. More time soon. More time soon. Yeah, more time soon. More time soon. But um, everyone listening at home, thank you guys for listening. Hope you guys are staying safe, staying healthy during these time, these times. And uh, I'll talk to y'all. I'll talk to y'all next. Uh, Milan, thank you for coming on one more time, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. See y'all later. Awesome.